unapologetic and insightful conversation. From the tip of our tongues is straight to tape. Subscribe to Straight to Tape on all of your favorite podcasts and platforms, such as SoundCloud, Google Play, and yes, we are Apple Podcast Certified. Also, like, follow, and share us on Facebook, IG, Twitter, Straight to Tape. Let's get it started. Here for the t shirt battle. Fuck that nigga. Oh. <laughs> and we are live. Giving <laughs> <laughs> you a slice of unapologetic conversation. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Straight the Tape. My name is C. Perry Elysia II, the Mr. Fantastic of uh, podcasting's Fantastic Four. Now, first, you, you know where she's the quintessential hip hop mom. She's the first lady S two T. Kiss you with a Y. Hey, I'm cute. I'm smart, and I cuss a lot. A lot. Yeah, be, really. I think there's gonna be a lot of cussing today. I'm just it, preparing. It, it, I think it, it, this might be one of those days. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah, one of those yeah, shows. Yeah. Uh, of course, our social media assassin, Mr. Big Rob Stud. In the building, ruggedly handsome, geekishly intelligent. I am the chosen one. I'm here to bring balance and make you niggas think. And daggone it, y'all gonna think today. I'm scared. <laughs> That's how we do it. And exactly. And of course, the host of Intelligently Ratchet. Catch him on Wednesdays on Facebook Live as well. Uh, Bishop Omega, hashtag RIPGIGF. Okay. So, yes, yeah, it's your boy Bishop. But you know how I do. You know what I'm saying? I'm the method man of the group. You know what I'm saying? The youngest and the most wildest, and the, probably the one that's on the most amount of drugs to keep the voices down in my own head. <laughs> this guy. This him, guy. Him, okay. Yeah. <laughs> say no to drugs, people. Say no. Yeah. No, say say yes to drugs in your thirties. Like, don't do drugs between when between in your teen years and your early twenties. Don't do drugs during them. Do drugs when all you need in your late thirties, so that way you don't have to buy that money drugs to get where you need to be at. Nah, okay. Okay. You're financially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. You said method, man? You sure you ain't me old dirty? Yo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Listen, you very well, much. Man, I didn't know your Wu Tang, buddy. Know your Wu Tang. <laughs> no, no, children. no, I don't have to transition. I'm still method. I'm still method. I'm still early method. You know what I'm saying? I won't I won't be see like right now, I'm in my late thirties. I won't be ODB until my sixties. If I keep this going on, you know what I'm saying? I won't. The gateway drug is still new to me. So I'm like where most cats were when they were 14. Man, give, give it up, man. Thank <laughs> you, thank you. Go, go, go ahead, P, man. Thank Continue you, thank on. You, thank Continue. You, thank Your introduction thank you. is over, yo, okay? Goodbye. I mean, really. Log off. Yo, yo, fam, we got a lot to talk about today, okay? And, you know, we got a couple, we got a, more than a couple of people that's flowing through, okay? Uh, but, yo, yo, Rob. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you have the honors of introducing this one, bro. And, and check this out, and it's a big honor for me. And, and what's a a proud moment for me? I got this man joining us today on Straight to Tape. This is my man right here. You know what I mean? He is. I got to credit this dude with bringing me back into like the broadcast arena after I left commercial radio. This guy, I did a a, a 
blog talk radio show with this man for several years. Me, got to shout out fellas, uh, Leonard, the truth seeker, first twin, second twin, John and Jonathan Bolton, Noah Lomax, Andre Watson. Um, hey, this guy right here, he's an outspoken opponent of the cash bail system. He's a big, big voice in the community of Coatesville, Pennsylvania, a member of the In the Black podcast, my friend and yours. Say what's up, homie. My man, Big L, Elgin Bailey. What's up, fam? What's going on with you? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Little my home. man, salute. What's good, man? Thank you guys for the invite. Love it already. Good times. My dude, my dude. Glad to have you, man. Glad to have you. Uh, and, uh, Yo, glad yes, to be joining. Yes, yes. Glad to be joining. Yeah, glad to be joining the show where we have history going on around us. I mean, whether we, whether we like it or not, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, it's. I mean, it's. I mean, it. What it started one Sunday ago. Okay, of course we're talking about the uh, George uh, George Lloyd uh, murder case, uh, which is which is as we can see over the past couple of days because uh you know news is being written all around us uh how it's turned from you know from where it started to 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 where it's at now mm-hmm. you know uh well let's go to the root actually okay let's go to the root and the reason why uh you know why people are mad okay I mean, look. First things first. When y'all first, you know, when y'all first saw the video, what was that first reaction? Now, what video are you talking about in particular? The very first one. I mean, what video, bro? What video? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. The first George, uh, George Lloyd video. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it, you know, when it first, you know, when it first hit social media, when it first hit, you know, hit the news, and seeing, you know, and and seeing. You know, actually, what happened? We're seeing what happened on the scene. The neck—I mean, the knee in the neck—by the cop. How did that make you guys feel when you first saw that? Keith, nauseous. Yeah. Um, it was like a range of emotions, man. It was like you know, anger, like you know, uh, outrage, like I mean, I, my my reaction was like—I mean, I was taken aback. It was kind of like you know, incredulous, like what, like damn, like this dude is is well subdued why is this dude leaning into his neck and it's like when, when he he was listening to uh the people that were there challenging him like why you know why you got this your, your neck in this dude your, your knee in this dude's neck and it's like he was looking up at the people enjoying that shit you understand what i'm saying right like, it was some kind of like sick pleasure that this dude got for being able to Put the full weight of his body on that man's neck after he yeah. was very well subdued already, handcuffed on the ground and everything. It was so unnecessary what the dude did. And like I said, he was uh it just looked like he was enjoying this shit, to be honest with you. Just hey, I look I looked at a um an interview with the one of the bystanders. He's a young cat, probably like 22. He's an MMA. He studies MMA, and he said he watched that cop do the the like a shimmy, like he had like people are screaming at this cop to get his 
knee knee off this dude's neck that's laying on the ground handcuffed and screaming for his life and screaming for his mother and asking for water and telling people that whoever's listening that he can't breathe and he said he watched the cop do a like a you know like when you're imagine fucking digging a hole with a shovel and you put your foot on the shovel and you do a little shimmy to like make sure you get the shovel down in the dirt before you lift the shovel up that's what he described and he broke down into tears it is so disheartening yo like it it is so there's so much malice there was so much malice in his face and i don't i don't give a fuck what people say people there is a science to reading body language there is a science to reading facial expressions there's a science to human interaction it, it it just it just is now there may be outliers but most times there are not outliers you can very well tell in the video in just still pictures of the video that this dude was trying to kill this dude and then just be like oh well it was all in the process of me executing my my duty he was trying to kill him he was trying to kill him mm-hmm. and it it, it is <laughs> It's inexcusable. It I just it 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 is so sickening and and worrying. What you got, Bishop? When I saw it, man, I cried like dead serious, yo. Like I got super duper emotional because the video that I saw was him actually, yo, I can't breathe. Mama, mama. You know what I'm saying? I caught that video. I didn't catch like the little snippet. You know what I mean, or the or the tape. When I when I look past the picture or whatever, first I saw the picture, I was like, ah, it's fucked up, right? Then I actually like it's still like like at this point, like for you to put your hands in your pockets, you know what I'm saying, and do that shit. Like I couldn't have been the guy record. I couldn't I couldn't be the guy recording that shit because guess what I would have done? I'd put my camera down. I'd kick that motherfucker in the face. I'd have broke something out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like. I just like in my mind, I can't see with all this, you know, it's like sometimes you just got to get you got to get people off your people. You know what I mean? And I think someone out there should have just went on ahead and just been like, you know what? F it. I'm going to jail, too. Like I said, this on a challenging ratchet. If me going to jail saved his life, I would have done it. You know what I'm saying? To distract them. Like, hey, here I am. You know what I'm saying? Throw a bottle. Go tackle a cop. You know what I'm saying? Either way, but at least that would have maybe saved, you know what I mean, George's life. So that's my reason. Yeah, but I, 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 I never... One thing I've learned in life is that, and that's me being older, is you cannot expect... Like, right is right and wrong is wrong. Absolutely. But you can't expect people to react the same way that you would react to a situation. And from my understanding, the young man and the young woman who's a fucking teenager are getting death threats um, and the like from not doing more, as the people would say. Like, there were four or five, five other cops around. Like, I mean, you can't. 
there's a whole lot of contemplating going on. There's a whole lot of contemplating on the part of the cops that were standing around, which shouldn't shouldn't fucking be an issue. There's a whole lot of contemplating about the life and the livelihood and like if you're a reasonable rational person then you see some shit like this going on and you think about the ramifications of intervening like is my life at stake mm-hmm. how would my children live like there's a whole lot that people could think about in that moment so it it, it and 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 the moment never should have been like it never fucking should have been it yeah, never yeah, i want to go I, I want to go in and get some more vo- voices in the conversation. Uh, of course, uh, we are now joined by a uh, comedian, professional joke slinger, Tico DeGaio. Say good, uh, say hello to the people, Tico. Hi to the people. What's popping? Streets is hot. Literally. <laughs> literally. Quite, quite literally. Literally, quite yo. Literally. Quite literally. I heard what y'all was talking about, man. That's crazy, yo. That's a whole crazy thing, man. It's crazy. I also want to bring another voice onto the conversation, okay? Uh, he is the uh, producer of uh, Black Beach, White Beach, A Tale of Two Beaches. Uh, he is independent uh, filmmaker, uh, Ricky Kelly. Ricky, hey, thanks for having me. Can you hear me? Yeah, got you, Rick. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you perfectly, man. Perfectly. Yo, thank you for joining us today, man. Especially in a, you know, in a time of, well, let's just face it. I mean, yeah, well-needed history, you know, Absolute that's going chaos. on. Now, you know, what we, yeah, what, what, what did you, what were you, what was your first reaction when you, you know, saw the video? The the when the, I saw the uh, video. Yeah, when you saw the video. Bru- Man, it hurt my soul. It hurt my spirit. I, I, I literally almost cried. I have cried since then. I cried with my daughter about this situation because my 14-year-old daughter came to me. Well, I went into her room and she was watching the, the riots. And it, it, it just, um, and I had to explain to her, you know, how to be strong in life and don't be fearful. Don't be afraid to go to jail. I said, take this as a lesson. That if you ever see something like that ever happen, intervene and you know, God is going to be with you and the courts are going to be with you. If it's being videotaped, don't stand around and watch. Never let someone die in front of you like that. Don't risk your life, but don't be afraid to intervene in that situation. So it was a teachable moment for her. But at, together, I cried with my daughter about this. It's, it hurts me right now. You know, it's one of the most painful. And I've seen a lot in my life, bro. But that was some painful thing. That was something very painful to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, truly, truly. Yo, so um, piggybacking on what Key was talking about, about the MMA fighter, uh, uh, there was another dude who tried to debunk um, the neck, I mean, the knee on the neck, not causing, that's not being the cause of death. I saw that uh, he didn't even do it right. Right. And uh, I thought that that was kind of weird. But, even, you know, even on, even if that was a valid uh, point, you know, the bottom line is when you're a police officer and you're being detained and they say, hey, I can't breathe. I need help. Right then and there, you're supposed to administer, you know what I'm saying, some help. That's off top. Off top. 
you don't sit there when somebody say I'm, I can't breathe that you sit there and say hey relax how can I relax if I can't breathe and you know the whole thing they even taught us this when I was in uh, when they were teaching us the CPI training that you know if you're talking then you're not choking you know what I'm saying um, but at the same token he had even if that was the case he had a whole bunch of other underlying issues that was going on and they supposed to had stopped whatever the fuck they were doing get his ass up sit him up straight so he can get wind air or whatever the fuck he needs call the 911 you know what i'm saying and make sure that this dude is okay you can't and he sit was already here fucking exactly. handcuffed he was exactly. already handcuffed exactly you can't you can't sit here and and and, and just you know what i'm saying hold him down with force until the until the ambulance come you know what i mean that's the fuck that shit, that shit. yeah you like that that's that country shit yeah. Yo. <laughs> well so. it's like it's like this i want you know what i mean it's like at the end of the day you know what i'm saying because it's it's and i want to i'm looking at jamal's comment when someone intervenes listen this is what it is when we don't intervene and kill us it's time to stop being the house negroes and be like oh shit and all that shit it's time to start bringing fucking pain to these fucking people it's as simple as that if you seen somebody out there getting murdered i'm not gonna let nobody choke you out jamal i'm not gonna see that you know what I'm saying? Without pulling them off of them. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? They trained, they trained enough to understand that if I'm coming in, like it's it's four of y'all on this dude. No one, no one is saying they just think it's a one cop. It was four people on this man. A handcuffed dude. Dude. dude on the neck, the dude that was on his neck was that right there, right there. He was unnecessary. He was so unnecessary in this situation. He could have easily got up and watched the situation. You got, you got, you got six hundred pounds of motherfucker on one dude. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like this. Those wasn't the lightweight cops that was on him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, it's like this. It's time. It's like this. At the end of the day, if we all talk about we're gonna be revolutionary, we want shit to change and everything. Like, guess, guess what? We got to put our lives on the line too. And that's what that's what it's got to be. You can't think of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? At the end of the day. People go out there and they died for your right to be to for that. It's people that fought wars that died for that shit. Fully aware that they were going to die. They could they have the potential to die for that. This is a war, ladies and gentlemen. This is not no, this is not no let's be people. Right now, you are killing us. And that's the reason why shit is getting burnt down and all that stuff. Because guess what happens? Because some lives have to be lost. And unfortunately, some lives have to be lost for some change. And we're tired of losing our lives. There's no progress to, without pain. And yeah. we're trying to finish right here. Hey, I, right, you got me. Because after you cuff me, guess what? Because what they what they say when you get when any time you got stopped for um on a um any time I got stopped and had to be pulled out of my car or anything like that, they cuff me. They say, "Sir, we're cuffing you for our safety and your safety." So guess what? Once I'm cuffed, that means I'm no longer a threat. Unless I'm a ninja, then you know what I'm saying. Then you, <laughs> you know what I mean. Then I could get out of the shit on Houdini. Well, guess what? There is no, there is no reason for you to be able. Okay, you knock me down. You put the cuffs on me. All that shit needs to stop. Then at that point in time, once the cuffs are on me, that's that's it. My shit's yeah. behind. What I'm a bite y'all. Right. And then, like to Tico, because Tico, Tico was alluding to the fact that uh, now, now that the autopsy uh, results have come out, and now. Uh, there's evidence to show uh, uh, allegedly that he died not directly as a result of the knee in the neck, but God damn it, 
that exacerbated whatever underlying health issues that he had. He wasn't, hold on, hold on. He was not uh, having like a, a cardiac right. uh, event right. before all of this stuff happened. And um, just like to Tim's point, uh, and, and, then, and then you have like people that are so rabidly anxious to say, oh, well, the, you know, the autopsy results came out. Uh, he didn't die from the knee. And then they get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yes, he did. He died because that shit. And even the autopsy results say that what happened to him exacerbated whatever underlying causes he had. You feel me? And everybody's and, got underlying causes. That's what I'm going to say. Right. That's what I want to say. It's, like every fucking black man I know, Jamal, I know you probably got high blood pressure. I take a pill every day. Fucking I have high blood pressure every day. But if somebody puts their knee in my neck and I'm helpless to and, and my hands are tied behind my back, it's going to be a problem. Well, evidently, evidently you all haven't gotten the handbook on how to, uh, you know what I'm saying, to deal with, 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 with white police. Um, it's to the point, like, it's to the point, man, it's to the point, like, dude, God, dog, man, I, you know, <laughs> shit, yo, come on, man, for real, for real, for real, for real. It's like they want us to sit here and behave like good old slaves supposed to behave. Number one, I'm a person. If I feel like I'm, if I have some anxiety or some shit going on, that's a, that, that right there is a traumatic moment for me. You know what I'm saying? You can't expect me to be the jolly, loving Tico that I am right now when I'm handcuffed and I got motherfuckers on, I got motherfuckers on me. You know what I'm saying? Putting me down. I'm no longer that Tico, that that joking Tico anymore. Right now, I'm in a fucking situation I have never been before. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to fucking damn breathe hard. I'm going to be like, yo, this shit is this shit is not right. This shit is not. You know what I'm saying? This 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 is this is, this, this is not right. I'm going to do something. I might move. I might jerk. You know what I'm saying? Because you're fucking. You you, you got your knee on my back. You got your knee on my neck, and and that shit is not comfortable. Am I just supposed to fucking just sit there and lay there? And just like to Tim's point, he was subdued. He could have been subdued with the if the guy had his knee in the upper part of his back. That would exactly. have killed him. Exactly. He put his whole weight. He was grinding his damn knee in the dude's yeah. neck. And Jamal, let me ask pause. you a question, bro. Let me ask you a question. Uh, that wasn't a pause uh, comment. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question, Jamal. So you saying that nothing that this cop did exacerbated what went on? I don't give a fuck what the autopsy says, bro. Like seriously, are you saying that that did not exacerbate whatever underlying causes he has, so the cop isn't guilty or something? Because not earlier, not I just, just want to clear, I just want to clear something up because earlier you said what the cop did was wrong. So what what is your point, Jamal? I mean, talk to me, bro. And you're in the comments, Tico. Go ahead, man. So the bottom line, even if that's the case, did what what he did was that right? That's the bottom line. That's the that right there. You know, even if you want to just take that whole shit, out, even if you want to take that whole shit out of that, what how the cops did and how they how they contained him was that correct? Was that right? It's not. Come on, man. Like yo, if you yo, the man was calling for his mother. When a grown man called for his mama, you best believe he he, he hurt. 
Nah, he's hurting, bro. The man, hurt. Mama, who's man, been dead two years almost. To be, to be, to what I'm saying is this right here to be, to sit here and say that man did anything to go to, to, to even hit at, to even fucking hit at that he should have been murdered. One year fucking self. That's what you need to do. Like at the end of the day, I'm, I am super pissed off because that man was killed in broad daylight and he didn't deserve it. His crime did not fit the punishment. His crime didn't fit six motherfuckers being on him. You know what fit? You know what it did? It was like this. They saw a big black dude and they were afraid and they yeah. jumped his ass. So yeah. it was like this. Like yeah. at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It's like at the end of the day, if you look too aggressive, if you talk too aggressive, guess what? Your punk ass is police trained. You should know how to motherfuck subdue anybody that's in there. Tase his ass. Right. You Big or small. Ass. Right. Yep. That was it. Yeah. At that point, at that point, they didn't even have to tase him, uh, Bishop. You know what I'm saying? Because they had him. What I'm saying? Handcuffed. He was fucking handcuffed. All the way up until that point. There right, was right, no right. reason why he shouldn't have been on the ground. This, you are not fighting a fucking superhero. You know what I'm saying? If he had underlying problems, once that man said this, I don't care if I've been in any fight, and I don't know how many people have been in fist fights or anything like that. And when you're in a fight, you do whatever you do. And someone says, yo, nigga, I can't breathe. You know what you do? You loosen that chokehold up a little bit. Yeah. You're not trying to yo, kill yo, right. yo, I, yo, Yeah, I know Ricky's been dying to get a bite of this, man. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just agreeing. Yeah, I'm a fighter. So, you know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I know. But um, I want to see someone do like a little uh, a challenge of lay on the ground on your belly with your handcuffs behind your back and see how you can get up. I bet you a two year old child could keep you on that ground. I just don't say I'm a big dude. So but I just don't see how with your hands behind your back laying on your belly that you're able to get off and be a threat to anyone. So, you know, the, the that, that premise is, is just a lie off gate. You know, we, we are um we're just being targeted. We're being we're being killed out here in these streets for, for nothing. For and, and then they can change the narrative and say, Okay, well, he's on drugs, he's he was violent, he it's whatever they wanna say. Even if we see it with our own eyes, they still can say, Hey, he was he was on drugs. I'm with you, Rick. I'm with you, Rick. I, I can't listen. even get out of fucking bed without fucking damn turning over and itching and, and having a damn fit. So I know being laid on the fucking ground on my fucking belly, you know what I'm saying, with my hands behind my back is a, you know what I'm saying. And I used to break dance, and I there's no way, you know what I'm saying. There's right. no way, no I way. Sit here and and say that I could get out. Of, you know what I'm saying. I could get up from that in a in a in a manner that that that, that causes you to sit here and 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 push me down even further. Man, it's just fucked up. Listen, um, there's a whole lot of comments going on, and I'm gonna try not to cry on the show today, but it's probably not gonna happen. So, um, here, as the mother of three black boys, that I am constantly anxious, constantly worried when they leave the house because something as simple as going to a store to pay for some food um turns into you being dead should not happen we do not live in a war zone but we live in a war zone like we don't call it a war zone but it's a war zone like i don't fucking understand the, the deflection that's going on with jamal's comments this man 
paid for his food with a supposedly counterfeit $20 bill. And the shop owner says that. And we still don't know if that's true or not, but it doesn't even fucking matter again. And I go back to something that i say all the time. We deserve our fucking due process. The police do not, or anybody else, do not get to decide whether we're guilty or innocent and what that sentence is. And by far and wide, passing a fucking fake-ass $20 bill, whether he did it or not, whether he knew it or not, a lot of y'all have fake money in your pocket if you live in (laughs) one of the areas where that shit's being passed go check your money is that what we need to do you know what i'm saying go check your money but (laughs) no one gets to take away our due process i don't give a fuck whether he robbed a jewelry store or fucking knock down an old lady off a hover round police do not get to determine whether we're guilty or innocent and be our executioners like that is crazy that is just the bottom line for me you do not get to decide time and time again we are not afforded our fucking due process arrest me fine take me downtown fine let me have my due process. You don't get to decide if I if I live or die. And that is the problem. These motherfuckers feel like they get to decide because some big ass black dude took their lunch money in middle school and high school that they get to decide whether a completely unrelated person gets to live or die. You don't get to do that. That's not your job. That's not what I pay you for. Mm-hmm. I pay you to protect and serve all the citizens. And serve may be, the definition of serve may be to arrest you because you have committed a crime. Arrest you, not arrest your fucking life. I just, I just, it is simple. Someone does a crime, they get arrested. They get their due process. Right. What I'm saying is this right here: if you could, if you could, if a person could shoot up a church and then go to Burger King after shooting up a church, we got a problem, right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I can kill people. I can kill someone. Can kill a person. Tell someone can come, into, can come into a movie theater and shoot people during a movie premiere, and then they can walk away from that. What I'm saying is this right here: you can't oops shoot them. Real quick, bam! Oh, my gun went off. I don't. I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? After after murdering after murdering babies, after murdering babies, these people get their due process. What I'm saying is those that right there. You see those? You see those examples? Those are what Keisha was talking about. That's due process. I am not your executioner. You didn't right. shoot at me. You didn't shoot at me. Guess what? We're going to do. We're going to take your ass to jail so you can go through your due process. Now we right. hope we hope you die. I want to shoot the fuck out you, but guess what? I am not because that's not my job to do such. So um, I'm looking. I'm looking over at the. I'm sorry, Bishop. Man, so I'm looking over at the comments, and um, 
you know, uh, whoever gave uh, Jamal, man, stop deflecting, <laughs> man, bruh. At, right. Let's let's just say for the sake of argument, let's 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 play quote unquote devil's advocate here and go with your line of reasoning, Jamal. And let's say that he did try to pay for his food with a counterfeit twenty dollar bill, and the shop owner called the cops because the bill was fake. Let's just go ahead and assume that all that is true. At the end of the day, the police had that dude subdued, well in hand, well controlled, and it did not take that dude's knee in his motherfucking neck for several minutes to keep that situation under control, bro. Nine minutes. You know what I'm saying? That stuff, that what you're talking about, homie, you know what I'm saying? With all due respect, brother, everything you're talking about is irrelevant at this point, man. Who gives a fuck about the counterfeit bill, where he got it from or whatever? That's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. And then, so so what's up, Amy? Amy is joining us again today. What's, what's going on? She said, I personally don't agree with Jamal on this one. It was murder of uh, George Floyd, but looting and rioting is not the answer either. So let me, let me make a statement on that. As far as the looting and rioting that's going on, I don't condone it, but I understand it. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. I don't necessarily, I don't condone, you know, people going and, and throwing shit and, and, you know, breaking windows. And, but I understand it because if you have, I'm, I'm just saying, if it, just, 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 if you have a pressure cooker that's been sitting there just building up pressure and just building up pressure for a couple of hours and you just rip the top off that shit. That suit coming in your face is in your face on the ceiling, you know, everywhere. So this has been a pressure cooker that's been going on for a long time with people, uh, you know, being killed by the cops in, you know, just like egregious fashion. You understand what I'm saying? So look, look, it happened. It happened in 67, 68. Okay, happened to a certain extent in 92. 92 94 90 uh, Rodney 92, King talking about Rodney King yeah 92 exactly exactly uh you know you you know you you saw it in Ferguson all right you know you saw it in Excuse Baltimore me. all right yeah come through what's up go ahead Rick go ahead Rick what's up? What's up? What's you know I, I I can't see the comments and I'm but I am familiar I I think I can assume that this guy Jamal and I've seen him on the or heard him on the radio for years and uh, he was on your show before. He's a coon, okay? I'm going to go ahead and say it. He's a coon, and his agenda is the right-wing, uh, fanatical white supremacist. He's so... Mm. Listen, <laughs> I'll tell him to his face. I've been watching him for years. I don't like him. I don't respect him as a man, definitely as a black man. So please don't come on here trolling people, getting people upset. We are in pain. Just because you don't feel it, don't get on here pissing people off because I'll bring it to you. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had, I, I'm sorry. It's I'm, all gravy. Look, look, it's, yo, man. <laughs> we sit up here. You know, I, I, I was watching. I was watching it. And um, the crazy thing about it is. The two knew each other, but they didn't know each other. They worked together in the same yeah, yeah. club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They worked together. Um, I don't know. The, the owner said she's never seen them talk to each other or had any, you know, and you know, talking because you know the cops they stood outside. He was after our cop. He worked outside and and uh, Floyd he worked inside, 
and don't you know send each other. Um, my thing is this: if you're a police officer and you work in this club at night, right? And I'm thinking, I don't, I don't, I don't know because I'm not a police officer, and I'm, and I'm thinking like, you know, what I'm saying, you get this training of knowing people, knowing faces, because you know, what I'm saying, you'd have to know if somebody give you a description of somebody, you would have to know what that person looks like, right? Right. So if this person is working at this club, and you see this dude, even in passing, but you see him all the time, in your mind of mind, you would like, hey, I know this dude. Right. You look familiar. You look familiar. I know this dude. Right. And then you put your knee in his neck and, and you kill him. Exactly. That you know, then that that right there is 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 iffy for me. Let's also, talk, let's talk about this. Let's talk about. So we're gonna talk about some other shit too. Because let's talk about the eighteen counts of complaints against this officer. Mm. Since we we gonna play, let's let's play the Jamal game. Ooh yeah. Because mm. guess what? What we gotta do? We gotta do it on the other side. Because here it is, right here. Because I'm all the way fully pissed, all the way off today. Okay. So it's like this: eighteen counts, eighteen counts. There should that man should not have been on the force with that many accounts. You know what I'm saying? Of 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 complaints against him. So let's talk about that. We can talk about um, him having a counterfeit bill and him being on drugs and all that other shit. Let's talk about the 18 people that complained on this this same officer. For involved, yeah, involved in shootings, involved in shootings of people, and got off and everything like that. You don't after 18, maybe once, twice, okay, but 18. I want to hear your comments on those 18 counts because guess what? What I see is a pattern of behavior. Well, of just because cool. he looked like Clint Eastwood don't mean he can shoot up the city. Like Hey, <laughs> hey, guess what? That that Amy Klobuchar chose not to um, prosecute. Did you hear her Jennifer reasoning? We just didn't do that back then. No, we actually, just actually the reason that she actually gave was uh, at that time she was transitioning from uh, that office into Congress. Okay, so she didn't have her hands on that. Okay, I'm just telling you what she what she said when it, when she was asked. You know, yo, it's like this, man. Like we got we got to realize. Oh, hold, hold on, Bishop. Hmm? So. The difference in the political parties, I say this all the time. If there, if if there's, if there's differences in opinion about fiscal outcome or social outcome or whatever, I'm fine with that, as long as it makes logical sense. So now, the boy Jamal is. Is is bashing Amy Klobuchar for not prosecuting this dude when earlier up the feed you said that dude doesn't need to be prosecuted at all? Like which the fuck is it? Like which is it? Was he wrong and possibly in the past? Was he wrong in this instance? Like you cannot have it both ways. I need your shit to make sense to me, Jamal. Like I really need your shit to make sense to me because right now I'm angry. And I feel fucking helpless to defend my black sons from this type of shit. This shit should have never fucking happened. It should have never happened. My 16-year-old son who works at Michael's, where we know there's probably a lot of Uber and, and Mega Karens at Michael's, was afraid to go to work the other day because some shit like this. Because of this. Because of this. Like I don't, I need them to feel comfortable in the world. 
So I need you people who side with this policeman to explain to me how I make sure that they have whatever skills are necessary to maneuver through this world and not be afraid of being killed. Like just, that's just it. I talked to my mama who's my mom will be 70 this year. And she said that she's been through, she noted the, 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 the riots in the fifties and sixties and then the Rodney King riot. And then the, this one, this is the worst. That's what she said. This is yeah. the worst. It's supposed to. So if you're looking, if you're, if you're watching us live, um, uh, on Facebook and YouTube, or, or if you're listening to this uh, this broadcast later um, uh, in the audio form, if you're listening to the recording, we're referring to the comments that we're getting on Facebook Live, and um, this will be available for replay on YouTube later as well. And I want to um, throw it back to uh, Rick and get some of his thoughts, because we only have a few more minutes left with him, and then we're going to bring back the homie um, Elgin Bailey for his thoughts. So, Rick, man, uh, just, 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 man, at this point, man, unload, bro. What you got, homie? <laughs> I'm like I said, I I I can't articulate exactly how I feel right now. I mean, so I'm it's like I'm enraged, like when I want like I want to fight, like I want to tear some shit up, you know what I'm saying? But I know as an adult, I'm a grown man now that I can't do what I did when I was younger, you know. Mm -hmm. But people I, I I've been battling for I've I've lost sleep behind this. You know what I'm saying? You staying up late at night watching the uh the riots getting up in the morning turn the tv on and you're seeing new things and i it's just it's just it's taking such a toll on me that i would never thought that something like this would affect me so so deeply because you know i was yeah. there for rodney king um yeah. i'm 50 years old you know what i'm saying i've been around yeah. for a long time i've seen a lot of yeah. a lot of things a lot of pain but this feels different to me you know and for anyone to not even show any empathy or have any can't relate to this i have no respect for you i, I just it, yeah. it's like i turn you off i i've been unfriending people blocking people on facebook yeah. behind this you know what i'm saying it's like I, i'm at a loss of words i'm it's like i'm in mourning and i'm i am in mourning i, I just buried um my cousin yesterday from the uh, covid 19 virus you know she stayed in a rest home and it wow. went through that rest home and decimated a lot of people you know wow. so i got a lot of pain on me now and i'm not i'm not putting my best foot forward i know that but um you know this is they say this too shall pass I don't know. I, I I don't think so. I think people are gonna fight until some change comes, and it needs to happen right now while Trump is in office, so Biden can see that he is gonna have to do something. He is gonna have to get police reform, review boards, and all types reform, of things reform. to curtail some of this police violence. There's right. a that's a good that's a good th that's a good point because right. I hear a police more police involvement. There's a lot of fluffy words around police right now but there needs to be a full breakdown and rebuilding of policing mm -hmm. there needs to be reform it's not it's nothing less than that there's nothing less than that every everything right. has changed everything has changed man it's not like it's, um when i was growing up in the neighborhood you had a certain people that patrolled the neighborhood right and as you grew up you knew the officers that were there and the officers right. knew you you know what i'm saying is that type of thing but due to the simple fact that now the neighborhoods are 
are less and less that people are not being neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Neighborly per se. Um, uh, you have a whole bunch of different um, people moving into the neighborhoods and all this and that, which really doesn't make a difference because cops, it makes no difference who's living in the neighborhood. Police are supposed to protect whomever is in that, in that fucking neighborhood. That doesn't, that doesn't matter. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. To, to Keisha's point, man, it, it's, I mean, and, and that uh, takes us back to uh, what we're seeing going on in cities all across America right now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't advise people to go throwing shit through windows and destroying businesses and all that type of stuff but damn it I understand yeah I understand and there is a difference there's a difference I can understand it without condoning it right but damn it I understand but yo Rob but Rob why why you um why you bullshitting around while watching the while watching this last night with you all um uh, something that crossed my mind when we had got off the phone (sighs) yeah Most of these bars were complaining that they had gotten broken into and got smashed into. Now, these are the same bars that were fighting for the reopening, right? (laughs) These are the same bars that were fighting for the reopening. Now, you go in, you bust up Kimball's, you don't take shit. You bust up the bank, you don't go in there. But you bust into a bar and fuck the whole bar up, dude. I believe motherfuckers are using this shit to get their fucking insurance and their money, you know what I'm saying? Because they know that, you know what I'm saying? Most of these motherfucking small ass bars and shit are fucking about to close the fuck down. Mm-hmm. So, even with that whole riot and everything going around, do not think that motherfuckers is not using this as an opportunity. As an opportunity Absolutely. to get their shit right. And which we file it on their insurance to file it on their insurance, which is fucked up, which is fucked up because then they still get paid and they get the money and they get get to tell the story of of, of what happened. You know what I'm saying? But at the same token, dude, come to fuck now. Come to fuck because because that right there, because that right there, Quake, that goes along with the writing. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's It's a branch. Mm-hmm. It, they don't they don't say they don't say well you know um when you talk to people oh they were riding they were they, they were they were throwing stuff at the police and they no when i watched that when i watched that footage i hate to say it but it was it was it was four white people i saw picking up bottles and throwing it at police officers right you feel me i mean so, but if i mean look if you look at the footage from like every city it, it, it was the same thing, right? It was the exact same thing. You remember Friday night when they were in front of uh, CNN uh, Center mm-hmm. in Atlanta? Okay, uh, you know, it was the skateboard kid that was out front, right? right. What what it is is this right here. We got to realize that this is what we need. We need all of America to be fucking fed up with this shit. Oh we yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you on. I am with you on that too. I am with you on. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But at the same token, man, that that right there also is the, all that shit that that pulls down upon us. As you know what I'm saying, as us. And I and I and I, and I totally get it, dude. I totally get it. And I'm with you. I, and I and I and I and I big ups to the young people. Big right. ups, big ups to the young people that are out here doing it because. I didn't see anybody over like 50 out there. Not that I know of, but you know what I'm saying? I didn't I saw a lot of young kids out there. 
and I saw a lot of young kids that were upset. Probably the same kids that was upset a long time ago when they were trying to do what was that? The, the school with the school shootings. Right. And, the, and the young white boy was like, yo, we're tired of this. We're gonna vote y'all out when we get old enough. We're gonna vote y'all out. This is it. These young kids are tired, man. They're tired yeah. of the bullshit. They're tired of hearing it from us. But they're tired of hearing it from us for the simple fact that, hey, we're their parents and we haven't figured this shit out yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, dude, dude, dude. Like, I want to say oh. this right here. I don't agree with the riots, but it's kind of uh-huh. like, it's kind of what we do. Like, because I'm going to break it down to the simplest term because we all, most of us that's on, that's on straight to tape and that are watching have children. And then we, we go, we go when we say this to our children, when it, when it comes to a bullying, a bullying situation, you say, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to use your words first, right? You're supposed to say, hey, don't bully. Then if they keep doing it, you're supposed to go to the to teacher and say, hey, teach, this such and such is bullying me, right? And then what do we tell our children? If the teacher don't do nothing, you don't went through all the steps, you pick up a brick and you bust that motherfucker in the head. In the head, exactly. You know this is us busting you motherfuckers in the head. See, because we didn't try. We didn't try. We didn't try. We didn't march. We just said, please, come on, America. Ain't no nigga. Fuck that. Like, listen, if your if your business get burnt down for the greater cause, then fuck it. If my business get burnt down for the greater cause of black people moving away from this social, this racism, then fuck it. I can rebuild. I'm a business owner. You know what I'm saying? I look at the bigger picture. Yeah, it might be, it might be fucked up, but guess what? Insurance is there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? It's like this. So guess what? At the end of the day, if you sitting there like, yo, I understand as a business owner, you don't want to get your shit fucked up because you ain't have nothing to do with it. And I apologize for it. But guess what? Jabal, why you keep talking about Koreans? Like, I don't... Yo, fuck yo. yo it's like this. But again, but again, it's like this. But, you know what I'm saying? They talking about the Koreans in 92. All right, fuck it. Guess what? They were in black neighborhoods. So guess what? What we did, what's different now, what's different now, then, then there's then this one person has all of America on fire, and this is what Ben needed to happen. This what Ben, this what should happen. If we did this in '92, we wouldn't be here today. If everybody, if the cast in Detroit was like, "Fuck that," we not the cast of Philly said, "Fuck that." We, we Rodney King and did an all on what they're doing right now. Guess what? Guess what happens? 2020 doesn't happen because guess what? All they do is respect loss of money and loss of life. So guess what? We start hitting those pockets. Only certain lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's we, when shit starts hitting the fan. Right. And we're right. going to get into all of that, you know, because right. I do believe we're going to get into the uh, the part about provocateurs and, and people, you know, because I think there's several different avenues. I, I do think that there are people cashing in on insurance. And I think that there are other organizations trying to undermine and or co-opt in some sick fashion this whole movement by right. initiating you know destruction and setting people off that were initially peacefully protesting Did you see and the they go, yeah somebody just Seth just acknowledged that they it was it was a a, a video I don't know if you guys have seen it and I and I'm interested I hope L, I know I know Elgin has been taking notes cuz he's you know he's re- ready to get in here but I'm over seen, there ready I have seen that video going around of these two young brothers you know what I'm saying? In front of, I don't know what building it was. I think they were in. Atlanta. It was the CNN. I think it's CNN. I think I it was think CNN. It was the CNN building. I'm not sure, but the one brother said there is zero construction going on around here. However, 
there's a big ass pile of bricks, bricks. just appeared out of nowhere a big pile of bricks sitting there where the bricks come and from? dude was like i walk through here every day like i work right there i walk mm-hmm. through here every day and now all of a sudden tonight at this moment there's a pile of bricks right here right and i saw video of these two white women spray painting on a starbucks down with mm-hmm. white supremacy black lives matter this mm-hmm. that and the third this that and the third i saw somebody i saw somebody white spray paint and fuck the cops and when they do this i saw video of this and when they do it they try to act all surreptitious and sneak away and shit right you understand what i'm saying and then um i saw like we we saw, just trying to help y'all we just right. trying to help y'all so i'm just trying video. to further your movement this is stuff that i've seen with my own eyes i saw video of of white people uh putting timber up against buildings and shit you understand what i'm saying like what it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot yeah. of stuff going on, man. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of stuff it's going a lot. on. And, and I, 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 I want to say, I want to say, Pete, before we close this part of the show, um, in the comments, we are constructive and thoughtful, and we're not attacking a person. Um, so just, just be mindful, you guys, as you're commenting, um. Just make sure it's constructive, right, and not personal attacks on everybody. Like you, you don't know these motherfuckers. You do. I don't know them. Fuck, I don't know them. You don't know them. So just stick to the topics. That's all. But okay, on on a on a on a lighter side of this whole shebang, I have one question to ask: um, Is there proper protest attire? Am I gonna do this with you again today? No, not not right now. 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 Ricky. Yo. Hey, look, I wanna speak about Antifa. Okay, I fought beside Antifa. I've been to several rallies all around this country. Uh from Charles uh Charlottesville to Columbia, South Carolina when they brought down the flag. Um I was in DC last year. And they want to demonize Antifa. Antifa is anti-fascist. Those young white kids that I saw on the front lines with me, they are brave. I, they want to make them out to be these evil people who are starting this. No, that's the Republican agenda. Those young kids showed a, a lot of heart. They, they, When we should have been out there fighting, they were out there fighting for us. Okay, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've interviewed several of them. Please don't let that narrative turn into ideas that Antifa... Right now, the government just decided yesterday that they were going to classify Antifa as a terrorist organization. But KKK? No, those... Huh? I'm sorry? But KKK? But KKK? Right, but yeah, for me, my experience of being out there fighting with them in, in the trenches... Okay, Antifa is on our side. They are the if if they weren't there to fight those Klansmen and white supremacists, who would do it? You know what I'm saying? Who would stop them? Okay, they they try to stop Hitler, and they're trying to stop these new generations of Hitlers. So don't don't get confused. Right now, you're going to hear in the next couple of weeks about Antifa is bad. Antifa is this. Look, they're not. I fought with them. Okay, and I respect them. I respect them a whole lot more than a person that sits at home on their computer and says, you know, I had a guy ask me last night. He said, uh, what's going on out there? I'm like, 
I just come from a funeral. I'm at home. Why aren't you out there? Don't ask me to give you the, the feedback of what's going on in the streets. Get out there and find out for yourself. You know what I'm saying? We all have a responsibility to to do our part, to go out here and voice our opinions. That doesn't mean tear stuff up. That just means stand up. Be a, be a voice. We are power in numbers. Okay? So as long as we stand up to this and keep the, the, the our proverbial foot on their neck, they're going to listen to us. They hear us now. It's unfortunate these buildings are being destroyed, that people are losing property, but life is more important. That, that shit can be rebuilt Okay, but that woman, these kids can't, you know, these parents can't get their kids back. We got to fight for something, man. That's it. I'm a fighter. I, I'm going out on these two feet. That's well, it. So, so tell us about tough Tony talk or nothing. That's real. Tough Tony. Tough Tony. Um, Tell us about your project. And <laughs> okay, my project. film is out. Uh, and see, that's another thing. I'm not your typical filmmaker. You know, people, when I go into these groups of uh, around, um, these convenings, artists' convenings, we get together as, as filmmakers. I stand out. You know, I, I'm in there with my Tim's on and my my ball cap. I'm not your typical. I don't fit that critique of, of being, you know, this soft-spoken, intelligent guy. I, I just, I am who I am. I'm very passionate about what I do. And my film, I think, reflects that. You know, my, my project that I'm working on now, of course, you know about Black Beach, White Beach. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Xbox, YouTube, iTunes. Um, you can find it almost anywhere. But uh, I'm doing my next project on um, Mike G. He was on your show a few weeks ago. Mike hey, G from Mike Jungle G. Brothers. Mike G is a friend of the show, yeah. He's my man. That's like one of my best friends. And um, we're Brothers. doing his film. It's called Humble in the Jungle. Mike is a very hardworking person and very humble. I'm sure you guys know. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. I think he has a very powerful story. I'm also... Uh, doing my wife's film i'm um executive producer on chitlins and we're discussing of course you know chitlins was given to the slaves as throwaway food you know they they would keep the, they would kill a pig and they would keep the ham the shoulder the, the ribs the good parts of the pig and give us the feet the guts and the ears and our ancestors turned chitlins into a delicacy so we want mm -hmm. to show that and honor them by doing a documentary on that. I have a and also now talk then. about the, the politics of chitlins because some black people who don't eat chitlins tend to make black people that do eat chitlins try to feel bad. Like, are you still eating slave food? This, that, and the third. I do it to honor my ancestors. And, you know, I love them, but I don't eat them every day. And, and I wouldn't suggest yeah, right. anyone eat them every yeah. day. Ever. Yeah, you're right. But if you don't like them, so what? You know, but our ancestors had to live off these. You know, they had that's what they had to survive. On. So uh, we're doing that documentary now. We're about halfway through with that. And again, my wife is directing it. I'm the executive producer. Shout out to David Iverson and uh, Catherine, our team who are putting this film together. But uh, we over here working. You know, we trying to uh, do projects that reflect us. I want to be like a black vice to our community. You know, Vice got their own show and they do different little segments every every week. I want to show things that we as black people enjoy. Big rims, yeah. uh, loud music, you know, our culture as a whole. I want to be the one or I want to to bring our culture to the people. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, independent filmmaker Ricky Kelly. Ricky you Thank you for coming through straight to tape, my yeah, man. Yeah, Rick. Hey, bro, thanks for having me on. I'm sorry for 
all this emotion. It's just like I said, it's, it's a tough an time. Emotional time. Right? Emotional yeah. time, you know. Appreciate all right, you, bro. Take care. Thank you, brother. I'm watching that TikTok out of that documentary because I, you know, what I'm saying even though my name Kareem, I still fuck with Chitlin Joe. I'm gonna watch it. I, I don't. Hey, fuck so but I'm gonna watch. It. I know. <laughs> I know. I know a place that sells chitlins. Come on, come on to rally, and we'll share like a a, a side. Yeah, service. like yo. But I'm saying I found I found the way. Like I don't like now that when I do eat chitlins, like they got to be kind of crispy now. Like because the way you know what I'm saying I have them now is like they they'll do the whole boiling part, but then they'll put them in like a. Saucepan to kind of like make them crispy, fry them up a little bit, make some. Oh, make the new wave, the new, new wave. wave. I, future, future. Might, I might be uh compelled. I might, I might be able to have my I spoon or two, a spoon or two. Spoon no, or two. No, no, try, no, hold on, hold on no, to try some no. fried chips, but, but that's sloppy, that sloppy no. liquid gravy shit. Hell no, but um, no, 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 I want to say. I want to say I want to go back to uh, I didn't, I didn't want to start a whole debate, but I right. do believe as far as Antifa is concerned, mm-hmm. I think there are elements of Antifa that's on on that bullshit. Right. So I'm not I ain't gonna sit here and cold cold just wholeheartedly co-sign fucking Antifa because I think you know I, I think there are elements on that of them. You can't. I can't. I can't. No, uh, and I, can't. I agree. Look, 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 look. I I agree. I mean, you know. You know, you know that was, you know, that, that was Ricky based off his experience. You right. know, you know that's your experience, okay? And yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not the biggest supporter of all organizations that uh, and their method in fighting for quote unquote freedom. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, so one of those. Yeah, I just wanted to welcome back uh, Big L, man. Uh, Big L. Best in business. Yeah, beard is beard is crispy. Yeah, yeah, that dude's beard is luxurious, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sisters, man. <laughs> What's on your mind, big girl? Yo, man. Uh, first off, let me say this, man. Uh, the great ancestor James Baldwin said, "To be a black man in America is to live in a constant state of rage." Yeah, you said so that. all the rage and anger and shit that we feel is legitimate as a motherfucker, man. The grief that we feeling, the anger that we feeling, the hostility that we feeling, all that shit is legit as a motherfucker. So nobody, none of us should be fucking apologizing to no one for being motherfucking angry. I owe no one no fucking apology, no good job for joining us in the motherfucking marches and protests. Fuck all that shit. The motherfucker should have been out there with us. Matter of fact, y'all motherfuckers should have been leading the motherfucking way. So let's not make it seem like all of a sudden these motherfuckers is joining in with us. Because part of the problem is, man, is the reason why this shit is hitting so heavy now is not the fact that this particular incident is such a egregious type fucking incident. It's the fact that it's a culmination of motherfucking incidents. Mm -hmm. It's a whole bunch of them. We just had Brianna. We just had Ahmad. And then you Go down off the line, man, and say, hey, this is a perpetual cycle of violence that black people in America have experienced for 400 motherfucking years. Mm -hmm. This is what we've had to fucking endure. All right? Mm -hmm. So for me, this shit hits a little differently for me. Uh, I live here in Coatesville, and as someone who has seen firsthand what police violence does, the police, the motherfucking police right here in the city, man, murdered my older brother 
in front of a crowd of 50 to 60 people, okay? Murdered him, and there was never no justice. There was no fucking recompense. There was no restitution. There was nothing. So when I see this type of shit hit, this shit hits me a little different. I didn't watch the motherfucking video. I don't watch the videos because the motherfuckers fucked me up in a way that I have a hard time bouncing back from. Knowing that I have a family and I got little kids, I can't be that motherfucking dude all of the fucking time. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it strikes me a little differently. So when I hear people like the dude that's in the comments making, you know, slick ass, stupid ass comments trying to justify the murder of a human being, let's start with that aspect. A human being was murdered tragically. Now, I'm as pro-black, backy-black as you want to fucking get. The aspect that we have to remember is that we are human beings who are in fucking state of war, have been in a potential state of war. I live in a predominantly black environment, low socioeconomic environment, and police will come through my fucking neighborhood on a cycle every 10 to 15 minutes. It's a patrol car. If I live in the Middle East and a foreign force was running around my neighborhood like that, I would say I live in an occupied environment. That would be occupied territory. It's the same sort of mentality that most people who live in predominantly black, low socioeconomic environments have to deal with on a daily motherfucking basis. A daily basis. So this shit is a little bit different, man. I struggle with articulating my emotions in a way that doesn't go from fuck all y'all to fuck all y'all. There's no in-between with me. There's no in-between with this particular situation because it's such a vile, evil, heinous act. I spend zero time trying to communicate with other motherfuckers about why this shit takes place. I, I don't have conversation with the Jamals of the world. I don't have a whole lot of conversations with the Karens of the world because I don't have conversation with people who are willingly and willfully ignorant. They choose not to acknowledge this shit. Motherfuckers are, are capitalizing off of this. They capitalize off of black pain in ways that I don't think that we really acknowledge. And I think there's another component, man, that we really have to be mindful of. And that's the trauma component that we are dealing with. Right. We mentioned grief, we mentioned pain, but we have to also acknowledge the fact that probably most black people in America have some form of PTSD or one form of another. That we have that Absolutely. shit. And PTSD Absolutely. affects you in ways that I don't think people really fully acknowledge. When we look at when vets come back from war and they're diagnosed with PTSD, we see the, 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 the effects. We see the behaviors that they have. They drink a lot. They're erratic in their moods. They make really horrible decisions underneath stressful conditions. That's us. So when I look at the people like me, black folks who are out there burning shit up, even though I may not condone it, I understand why motherfuckers is taking their rage out in that particular method. But that's part of our issue. We have to get to a point where we actually acknowledge, and it's a hard acknowledgement. This shit is going to happen again. Yep. yep. It's going to happen again. There's going to be another yep. black brother. There's going to be another black sister. There's going to be another black child. This shit is going to happen again. So part of what we have to do 
is how do we prepare our communities to battle these sort of things when it happens? Right. Be collective. So part of what we need to do is be organizing. We need to really sit down and have conversations, hard fucking conversations, say, listen, man, these motherfuckers who are controlling our environment, they don't have trauma-informed care training. They have no type of mental health training. All they have is weddings training, historic training on law enforcement, and takedown training. They don't have no cultural training. And listen, this is somebody who has been to city council meetings, who sat down with chiefs, who's done all that type of shit with these people to try to cultivate an environment and let them know, listen, man, black folks don't fuck with y'all in the community. Y'all know we don't like y'all, but y'all still want to ride around my hood every 15 minutes in a fucking tank like we in Iraq. We have to be able to figure out some way where we can coexist. And part of the way for us to be able to coexist is for y'all to acknowledge that there's some flaws in the way y'all motherfuckers law enforce. Mm-hmm. Y'all have to be able to willing to do that. And they are unwilling to do that shit. And you, because the component that Tico mentioned earlier, the catalytic side, this shit right here, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, is big fucking business. Yep. People are making big money off of it. And they have been making big money off of black pain and black dysfunction for motherfucking generations. What we going to do to change that shit is the question. Burn the yes, shit down. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, it, it starts. It, hey, it starts with that, and it's it's gonna be painful. You know what I mean? Just like L said, we, you know, and, and and I've been saying the whole show. I don't condone it, but I understand it. And it's it's just simply gonna take that type of uh, of, of action for there to uh, be a moving forward. Uh, uh, Keisha earlier was talking about uh, reform and stuff, and this damn it, this is what it's gonna take. Because you know when when Freddie Gray was killed in Baltimore, and they rioted in Baltimore, you know what they started doing? They started reforming the motherfucking police department up there. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's gonna take you know, and and I have and I have you know white friends that have c- come to my post on, on Facebook saying, you know, well, what do the rioters uh, hope to accomplish? You know what? I don't have the answers, and neither do they really. They're acting under that pressure cooker thing, like I was talking about earlier. Yep. It's been bubbling mm-hmm. for so fucking long that right. they have to be heard. And them being heard is throwing trash cans and bricks and shit through plate glass windows. And then what happens after that? There is reform. It's gonna it's gonna be painful, but it's gonna have to take place. Same thing, and then, same thing. And then we organ and then we organize. Go ahead, Tico. Same thing that they're doing out here with these riots. Same thing they do in Paris. Same thing they do in, in over in Asia. You know what I'm saying? They throw rocks. They throw, you know what I'm saying? They out there fighting the fight. You know what I'm saying? They're going against the police and shit. You know, um, when I went to Paris on a vacation, they had a march. They had, they were protesting because they wanted another holiday which is a vacation day overseas they wanted another holiday the government was like no nah the fucking whole city shut the fuck down the whole city shut the fuck down where i was standing in my hotel room dude maitre d's gone cooks gone you know what i'm saying everybody gone in the middle of this fucking protest of what's going on 
And, you know, if you ever been to Paris, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they had pure tea fucking riot gear on because they knew shit was going to get fucking buck wild. And these motherfuckers, I don't know what the hell they were saying, you know what I'm saying? Because it was in French, but it was strong. It was strong. Vive la France! Vive la France! Left, and when we left, by the time we left to go back home, they were already, they were already, the government was already in works and getting them another holiday with pay. Hey, so I, I want to, uh, who, who was, who was getting ready to talk? Was that, was that you? Go ahead, go ahead, L. I know we talk a lot about reform, and I dig it. I understand what reform in our mind looks like. But I think we need to go maybe a step further. Breaking up. Because when you look at reform, reform, if you take something, a building that needs to be renovated, you're going you're gonna to knock the building down, you're going to probably put some fresh drywall up, paint that shit, maybe hang a new ceiling fan, some shit like that. But it still has the same fucking foundation. It still has the same thing that it was built upon. Mm. In order to get true change, we might have to consider blowing the motherfucking foundation up and starting all over and building something brand new from the ground up. So I am someone who is not for reform because I think reform is short-sighted. I think reform is oftentimes just attacks to symptoms. Like, you know, if you've got the flu, you go buy some alcohol sauce over the counter. It only going to take care of your stuff. You know, it doesn't fight the fucking virus that's on the inside. You got to get some shit that's going to actually hit the foundation and touch that shit and change it. So we got to begin to say, hey, how do we attack the foundation? And part of the issue is many of us don't know what the foundation is built upon. How did they build the, the foundation of policing? And it's a discussion that people need to begin to have. Why are there police? Why do police do the things they do? Why are they trained in the manner that they're trained? And then yeah. say, okay, is reform an option? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all, yeah. The, all that stuff, all that stuff has been built, all that stuff has been built upon fucking Western days and slavery days and shit. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a whole different time in those times when you had wrestlers and everything was wild wild and everybody was out here you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying it was just wild like that and no fucking damn no law or anything you know what i'm saying to put it through but well, really but really off it but the policing policing itself started after slavery it was mm-hmm. made to go back and grab slaves you know what i'm saying that was running away you know put them in jail to do back, more free jail, work. You know what I'm so that's the foundation. It was already found. It was already founded as go go pick up black folks, go round them up. It was already right. on, on that go round them up shit. You feel me? Man. So I'm with you on that, Big L. You know what I'm saying? Once we once we break that shit down, and the crazy thing about it is, I remember when. <laughs> You know, even on movies, it was like police officers were hardcore motherfuckers and shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, but now every time you hear them say they're shooting somebody, they're shooting is because they're frightened, they're scared. If you're scared, then you're in the wrong fucking position. You're in the wrong. You're in the wrong. Exactly. That's like me fucking wanting. To, that's like me wanting to join MMA, and the only thing I know how to do is slap box. That shit is not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work, bro. It's not going right. to work. Right. It's not going to help, help you at all. I got heavy hands though. My slap box game is crazy. I, you know what I mean? I got heavy hands. I can win. I can win. <laughs> you know, that's two days in training, and then you're out. Pretty exactly. much. Exactly, <laughs> man. So, yo, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. But if, I, if you're scared, 
Stay your right. ass home. Okay. You but I, want damn to, I want to go to this because I've said this before too, like on Intelligent Ratchet and everything like that. What we have to realize is this right here. Like as far as you know what I'm saying, when when people say fuck the whole police, I kind of cringe at it a little bit. We gotta we gotta do this right here. We gotta think about kind of like when we do how we deal with like our military. When you you know what I'm saying in the in the police, the police deal with even more than, than our military does on a day-to-day basis. Cause you go into a place, you got you, you get a police officer. You're like, we're gonna put ourselves in this. You're, you're a police officer. You've been on the force for five years. Everything's going good. You go into a a, a place and you see a, a, a microwave baby, and the mother's in there cracked out. Or you know what I'm saying? You see your partner get his head blown off. Well, we're not doing what police is this right here. We're not giving them time off. You could be three months on. Three and then and then a month off, so that way you can decompress from all the shit that you're dealing with. Because a lot of times, yeah, you, a, lot. a lot of times it's like this: something is broken. Which when we spoke about this too, we're not getting the best of the best people in police force. You know why we're getting the second tier, fifth tier people? Why are we doing that? Because they're not. Because the people that you need to actually do the policing aren't being paid what they want to be paid. If you want people yeah. to be, you got to play police more, and you get better people. Yep. Well, we got to yep. do right here. So since we're not going to play police more, we're, it's kind of the same thing with teachers. You're not going to play teachers more, so you're going to get the motherfuckers that just, all right, I'm just going to be a teacher. You're going to get yeah. bitches with make attention te- teaching your kids because I want $30. You know what I'm saying? So then what you do is this right here. If you get like-minded people that are making good money to do this, that means you can start putting certain parameters on shit. That way, the people with the mental with mental health issues don't get through. Because now it's like this. Because if you pay somebody $30,000, you're like, yo, I need to be stabbed because nobody wants the job. Then you get you get me. I'm a little crazy. I'm a little gun, but I can slide through. I can slide through a little bit because I'm not that crazy. And then I see all this shit on the street. Then I go out here. Now I'm fully on psychopathic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not always. They don't, a, they don't do it because they don't want to. Right. It's not always a race thing. It's about we putting the wrong people. We putting the wrong people with the with mental health. At you know what I mean? And it's like this. Have like if you're if a cop has a complaint, jumps on somebody, have them talk to a psychiatrist. Like have someone built in, like you should kind of like what Big L said. Have someone from Black Lives Matter come in and teach these cops. You know what I mean? Cultural. Cultural, you know what I'm saying, sensitivity. You know what I'm saying? Start bringing the cops back on beat controls. You know what I'm saying? Because when you walk the streets, when you walk, when you actually walk the streets that you're policing, guess what you get to know? You start getting to know the neighborhood. Exactly. You start getting to know Crazy Tyrone. Crazy yeah. Tyrone, take, crazy yeah. Tyrone is buck necking in the street every Thursday. When you, when, you, yeah. when you don't know that, you shoot him. But when you do know that, you know what you do? You take Tyrone back to his grandma's house and you put him back down in the basement where he was at. Yep. Tyrone, we ain't got your medication. We understand that you take Tyrone to the pharmacy and that's good for Facts. me. Right. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Right. Facts. Neighborhoods. Yep. Na- yep. Na- yep. Na- on that shit, bro. Neighborhoods. Same shit's happening with schools. Same shit. Everything happening. You know, we used to have our teachers living in our neighborhoods with us too. You know what I'm saying? When I was younger, it was like, yo, they're going to miss... They're gonna miss there go Miss Gales right there. Yo, she driving a new Cadillac. She got a nice house, but she still stay in the neighborhood. You know, I could be a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Because she's living okay. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? But now, when you see teachers, you, my students even ask my teachers, like, yo, what are y'all doing? What, what are y'all going to do this afternoon? 
You know what the teachers say? Go to my second job. Mm-hmm. Right. Go to my exactly. second job. Capitalism, man. Get ready to go to my yeah. second job. So why would you want to be a fucking teacher if you gotta have a have to have a second job just to fucking live and just to be right? The same as same as same as police. You know what I'm saying? And I'm with you on that, Bishop. You know what I'm saying? They they do deserve to get paid more. Dude, if I got to go into a motherfucking damn area where it's crack infested and motherfuckers is shooting and shit, and I'm only getting paid thirty thousand, dude, dude, right. you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Come on, man. You ask me to risk myself. You ask me to risk myself. You know what I'm saying? I might have kids. You know what I'm saying? They might not see me over fucking 30 something thousand a year, a fucking pension. You know what I'm saying? Over some or whatever they get. And 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 that's it. Come on, man. Come on, man. If if I'm getting paid, if I'm getting paid ninety thousand dollars or some shit like that. You think I'm a motherfucking waste my motherfucking 90,000 on fucking on fucking trying to fucking fuck some shit up? I'm not going to fuck True. my money up, yo. I'm not going to fuck my There's money up. So many, so many. And somebody said um this to me today, it was really poignant like there can be multiple things wrong at the same time. Like there can be. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. it's not just it's not just a singular solution to getting to where we need to be there's multiple layers of shit that's wrong right now that we need to fix and we need to break those down those layers down they're already broken down by layers but attack those those individual things as a people yeah. as a culture you know what I'm saying because they because right. like it is so evident they love our culture but they don't love us like it's that, like I'm, I'm not one yeah, for cliches, yeah. but that shit, I feel to my core. Like you that's love that's, my culture, yeah, yeah. but you don't love me. You don't fuck mm. with me. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a mm. it's a bad cliche, but it's a true cliche. You know, yeah. it is. It's it is that we don't need to hear, that we shouldn't have to hear. But you know, <laughs> let's be honest, it's the truth. Period. And the crazy yeah. thing about it is, we yeah. all take from we all take from each other's culture. What we like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? You know, shit. If it wasn't for the Asians, we wouldn't have Wu Tang. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just screaming, man. You know, we you all... Know, you ain't shit, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying that. I'm, I'm saying that. I'm saying that. I'm saying that to say that we all, we, we, we all do that, man. And, and, and like he said, we all need to fucking damn, you know what I'm saying? Once we, on, once we all in this melting pot, man, like I remember being a kid and just having such a good time because I knew the police that was there. I knew the police that walked around in the neighborhoods. We knew the police is there. They would they would stop. They would play basketball. They would you know what I'm saying. They 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 would they would they would you know what I'm saying. If anybody was acting up, they knew like 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 you said, Bishop. If they knew old boy was acting buck wild, they knew he was acting buck wild. They would take him over to you know wherever he needed to be instead of putting him taking him straight to downtown. When you have police officers that that come into the neighborhood that don't know the neighborhood that you know what I'm saying that already on some fuck shit. They might have had some ill shit happen at home. You know what I'm saying? They already pissed or some bullshit. Like, get the fuck out the car. Like, it's as simple as this. Get out the car. Yeah. I don't care you from my neighborhood. Get out the car. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it don't yeah, take yeah. nothing. It don't take nothing for a police officer when you eight years old to come play ball with you. Because he gonna be he gonna be patrolling that neighborhood for years. So if he know you at eight years old. He kind of gets to know who the hell exactly. you are. Right. You know what I'm he understand. At least he's yeah. familiar with you. At least he can see he could do this. He can see you going down a bad path and at least pull your coattails to it. Like, right. 
out. Right. But I think check this out. There's such a go ahead, go ahead, bro. You got it. Go ahead, go ahead. Now I was gonna say this. There's there's such a distrust though. Mm-hmm. It's such a, a a generational gained and earned distrust that we have with the police. So when I see police coming to the hood and they want to put up a new basketball court or they want to do meet the cop day or some shit like that, I, I think that's all well and good. But if you're not addressing the issues with the adults that are in those homes, if you're not addressing the systemic component of why we view you as adversaries, why my blood pressure gets goes up when I see those fucking blinking lights behind me, right. why I go into a state of panic with just your motherfucking presence and everything is in order. My insurance, my license, everything, my license care, all are straight. But your fucking presence makes me nervous to the point where I, I want to run. I want to do that. I think that's a component that also has to be addressed between the adults. Like, yo, listen, man, when my motherfuckers come through, this is how we feel. Right. So you want me to let you play with little little Raheem and, and Vanessa. Bruh, you have to come talk to Elgin about the shit that I'm feeling, about the shit that y'all been doing for generations. We got right. to be able to have that conversation also. And right. I think on both sides, police and the black community, that discussion doesn't take place enough. Because for one reason, I think there's a level of culpability on both sides that motherfuckers really don't want to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Right. L, you know what, man? Just like just like you were saying, man, like our insurance and all that stuff could be straighter than six o'clock, bro. We could be just perfect uh, as far as our papers. But and knowing, knowing L that you might have been going about five to ten miles over the speed limit, knowing damn well why you five. got pulled over. Knowing why you got pulled over, you still your blood pressure goes up. You still are on edge like, oh, shit, what's about to go down? You feel me? So I wanted to throw a question at you that's in the comments, though, L. And um, this is from uh, T. Marie. And she said a, a little while ago, she asked, what is your thought on the role of media and how all this is unfolded? And do you feel reforming the media will help reform procedure? What you think about that, L? Because we got a couple more minutes with you, man, and then we gotta yeah. drop out. Well, I think that the, the thing is, there's no black media that we can trust currently. Mm-hmm. Most of the black media heads that we have that are in prominent positions are no longer for us. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot when black people get to a certain level economically that they start, they start viewing themselves as green and no longer as black. Mm-hmm. I dig it. So in order for us to be able to have that reform in the media, there has to be more platforms like this. There has to be more people within, because this is media. We have to have more media conversations like this. I don't trust the media, whether it's Fox News, CNN, ESPN, QVC, whatever the motherfuckers is. I can't trust them because I know their bottom line is about making that dollar. The point is to put news out there that's going to keep people like me coming back to view their information so that ad revenue can get kicked in. Right. That's the bottom line for it. It's another component of capitalism. So how do we reform that? We have to have more people like this, more podcasts, more people stepping up, more radio shows, 
people who are willing to maintain their sense of black integrity no matter the level that they rise to economically so and black integrity a is a whole thing hurdle. yeah black no, integrity that's a whole it's a whole thing yes. like, it's a whole thing Mm-hmm. That's why I listen. I watch the BBC, man. Like I like the British channels, man, because it seems like the British because they're they're non-biased about what they do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, this is what we see in America. This is what's going on in America. I, yeah. I watch. I, I watch that. I watch yeah. that news to get the fullest. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the, the 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 fullest. I mean, I watch Fox News because you know what I'm saying. Saturday Night Live doesn't come on till Saturday, and that's where I get my comedy from because. uh this shit is crazy, yo. This shit is crazy, yo. You get it from CNN crazy. too, then. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, I get from CNN. I get my news from MSNBC. I get my news as well. I get my news from um from uh I get my news from the Daily Show, and uh you know what I'm saying? It's crazy, man. That's a dumbass question I just read. Um, I'm sorry, and yo, but yo, how do you lose it, man? If you don't understand, it's like this. It's it's. I think what the, the most frustrating thing to me is like, how can you guys, some of you guys out there be so goddamn dense, man? Like, you're not using common sense, man. It's like this, like, there's simple things that they told us when we were five years old, like the golden rule. You know what I'm saying? There's simple things that, you know what I'm saying? We wouldn't have racism if just everybody followed the goddamn golden rule. Yep. This is the reason why it's all the Absolutely. Golden rule. It's just right there. It's like this. You know how to do it. If you put three five-year-olds together right now and you said, how do you fix it? They're going to tell you the exact answer what you need to do. You know what it is? You get shit convoluted because we make shit too complicated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's like this. Like And in, 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 in to, to speak to that, how does one black as any? Because guess what happens? Is this right here. When you grow up as a black person and you're poor and you're joint and you and you work hard and all that stuff, and then you are you are looking at what's perpetrated as black people on TV and media that we're the bad guys. Because I'm going to tell you this right here, by a show of hands, how many of us have been afraid of a black person for no goddamn reason at all? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, talk yeah, about true, true. Let's talk about why is that ingrained in us to be afraid? Like I should, I should be able to walk past Big L and, and smile at that nigga. Like, hey, Big L, how's everything going? And not know that man. I should be able to do. I should be able to invite that man to the cookout if he if he's looking by and he's hungry. You know what I'm saying? We don't do that because we scared of niggas. Everybody's yeah. scared of niggas. Mm. Guess what? That's what the problem is. So at the end of the day, it's our fault. Because we know, we know black people. We know black people. It's kind of like, you know, we treat black people like, we treat black people like a pit bull off the leash. If you know that pit bull, you're fine. <laughs> but if you don't know that, it don't matter if that mug is friendly or a golden retriever pit bull or anything like that. Jules. Other fucking pit bull, it's going to kill me. That's mm. mm-hmm. deep. Jules, Jules, Jules. Hey, yo, check this yeah. out, man. Hey, yo, uh, Big L, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah, most Thank definitely. You so L. much, man, for, for oh, dropping man. in on us, man, and, man. and, and hanging out, bro. You know well, what I'm yo, saying? It, it, it was a big honor to have you on the, on the show today, man. Um, listen, man, tell man, us what you got. I'm what honor, you got? Man. Thank you. Well, tell us what you got going on, man. Y'all follow Big L Elgin Bailey on, on Facebook and on on Instagram. But what you got going on, bro? Man, I'm one third of a podcast man called In the Black Podcast. Man, you can find us at intheblackpodcast.com. That's right. We do a podcast just like this, man. Don't shit. 
Uh, I got another podcast I just started called The Page Turners, where I'm talking about cigars, books, and music. I'm an avid reader, man. That's what I love to do more than anything, well, almost anything. Uh, but I'm out here in the hood, man. I'm out here in the community. I'm a community activist. I got a meeting coming up this weekend, man, where we're going to be actually organizing. And part of what I'm teaching on is trauma. And I'm also teaching people how to address the trauma that's directly connected to police interaction. Not just police brutality, but police harassment. When they ride past, how do we navigate that from a trauma standpoint? I'm out here, man. I'm trying to do better, bro. Yo, Big L, before you murk out, man, before you murk out, dude, you know, me and Rob, we got this thing going on with, you know what I'm saying, we battle with shirts, and I just happened to see your shirt game going on. I just wanted to see what, I'm trying to see what your shirt say, man, you know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's the In the Black Podcast shirt, man. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Just repping the squad, man. Repping okay. the squad, bro. Okay, all right. Like I said, like I said, Big I L. Little, man. I appreciate this, man. Yeah, yeah. Big, Big L, shout out to the Shark Tank, you know, all the fellas, you know, that was listening in, you know what I mean? And um, we'll talk L, man. Better, like, I'm going to cuss out. Not. You know how we do, L. Yo, you, you know how we do. Easy. <laughs> All right, bro. Exactly. Y'all be easy, man. Y'all be easy. Thanks, man. L. Thanks, Later. L. That's a lot, y'all. Yeah. 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 So fucking heavy, yo. It's so fucking heavy, yo. It is heavy. And you know, it's, it's I believe it's extra heavy for us because we all got kids. Yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. Because when it when the Rodney King popped, because when the Rodney King popped off, you know, we were upset. We were angry. We had every right to be angry, but we didn't really right. have those, you know. Yo, what I'm watch it. Watching this shit last night, like uh, in Raleigh, the protest um, and the rioting and looting and all that good stuff. Me and Felicia, my BFF, um, agreed that if we had been in college during this time, we would have been out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We would have been out there. And, uh, but it is, uh, a very interesting time, a very thoughtful time, and I'd, I'd like to say that there's always going to be a there are always going to be people that want to take advantage of any type of chaos, like not just this type of chaos to yeah. to further their financial gains, but. Oh, yeah. For the most part, even though the media concentrates on that part of it, um, for the most part, these demonstrations across the country and across the world. Like I read an article today that they uh, Trafalgar Square in um, London was filled with people in support of justice for Floyd. So it is happening. It is uh, it's a super interesting time. Um, This shit could not have come at a worse time with the whole pandemic and um, coronavirus and being uh, stay at home orders. But I am a again a mom of three teenage boys and I 
want them to live their lives as I lived my life as a teenager of their age and driving and being able to get out in my city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. One, like I was already fucked up because they couldn't like their their senior and junior year summers are fucked up because they can't go and do the things I went and did um at that same age but now it makes it even harder because a couple of my kids are even scared to leave the house and not, and I don't mean actively scared. I mean actively concerned. I guess right. I should say, um, because of where they work and the people they encounter, and how some shit that's just regular and plain to most could turn into a George Floyd type situation. So, yep. Corona and police. Corona and police is killing motherfuckers in 2020. Like I was out last night. I was out and about. um, And um, when you guys were watching the coverage um, of the protests and everything, and I and I joined the um, the video chat, I was already out and about. Then another friend called me, like, uh, "Yo, where you at?" I'm like, "You know, I just left Wingstop. I'm on the way to the crib." And they were like, "Yo." Be careful, like in you know the, the just the concern in my friend's voice was like it kind of like I, I was kind of oblivious until it was brought like you know into vision. Like, damn, yo, it is kind of like eerily, yeah. eerily quiet out crazy. here. Yeah, it yeah. was eerily quiet out here because you know most people, I guess most people are downtown protesting or whatever. And then I'm like, damn, yo. Let me hurry up and get home because you know what I'm saying I don't know what's gonna yeah. jump off in these streets out here these days. So I'm on right. some I'm on some get home before it gets dark shit these days. You know what I mean? Just, I, I, uh, dude, I was actually worried when we called when we called and you picked up and I saw you were out. You know, without even looking at the news at, at that moment, I was even worried. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hurried. I hurried right. up and, and and got home, man. Right. Yeah, it's just we're in some really uncertain. So I'm telling you, man. Yeah. 2020 is a gray haired bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it started with it yeah. started with Kobe getting killed. When Kobe got killed, man, this yeah. shit just went all the way down. It went south. Like, it went south for real, man. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's, just, it's a, you know what you know what it is. It's that I don't know if you like. This is a year for 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 transition. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's 2020. It's a special special type of situation, right? The year and the numbers and everything like that. It's a year for transition. We have to we and the transition is. Uh-huh. It's it's painful, one hundred percent painful. And no, then I, I agree, and you know, go ahead, go ahead, um, Steve. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree, and uh, you know, a lot of I mean, look, a lot of this pain is mental. A lot of this pain is stress. Okay, and it's a definite conversation that we have to have is is about black, you know, black mental health during this time. I mean, you have to have. I mean, you have to, P. You have to for the simple fact that okay, number one. Before this shit pops off, you get up in the morning, you prepare yourself to go to work as a black man. You prepare yourself to go to work. Now, when you're at work, you're in work mode. So therefore, you got to, you know what I'm saying? You might not say you shucking and jiving, but you, you shucking and fucking jiving. You shucking and jiving. You smiling. 
you motherfuckers, you don't want to smile at. You saying you're doing what you got to do. And then when you get, when you take all that frustration from that, all that frustration, you might have got pulled over by the police. You might have all that other frustration. And then when you come home, you get the same shit from your, from, 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 from your significant other or whomever you with. You know what I'm saying? And you, and as a black man, it's supposed to be, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a myth that we're supposed to take it, yeah. that we're strong, that, you know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be this, 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 this strong, silent type, whatever the fuck goes on, supposed to roll off our fucking back and we're supposed to keep this shit motherfucking rolling, yo. That's bullshit, yeah, yo. Yeah, like, That's keep it rolling, man. Keep like, it rolling. Like, like I said, emotional, emotional. That's bullshit, so, man. Now, let's deal with some of those emotions, okay? Exactly. You know, to help us, you know, help us deal with that, you know, that, you know, that the, the psychological issues that are going around based on what's going on right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Look, we are happy to be joined by psychologists. And yo, go by drsis.com. That's drsis.com. And definitely check out, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dr. Sis Lena Ledbetter. Hey, Doc Sis, what's good? Hey, folks, how are you? How you doing? <laughs> doing Great, good. how are you? Doing good. Hanging in there, hanging in there. Hey, girl, hey. Oh, hey, girl. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. So I'm so glad to be a part of this conversation. And I, I see everybody's shoulders really high. So check this out. Let's do this. Take a deep breath in. And then let it out and drop your shoulders. Did you feel that? Drop your shoulders. Because we're not breathing right now. We're not. We're not. We're not breathing. Absolutely not. We're not breathing. And I heard you say about um, that you're having troubles going outside. Um, we are right north of Seattle. I live in Washington State and a transplant from the D.C. area. And so I went from being in an area that was sort of Mocha City to, yeah, to latte, very strong latte, white, right? Mm-hmm. Very strong latte to an area that is mostly white. And in Bellingham, where I'm living now, um, I'm I am teaching, not teaching, but I'm working as executive de- director of counseling, health, and wellness on a campus of sixteen thousand students. Four hundred and eighteen of them are black. Mm. 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 Wow. 16,000 students, 418 of them are black. I just left a campus where the the numbers were reversed. And so when I say that you need to breathe, I'm around folks who need me to remind them to breathe so that they can literally catch their breath. And that's so, that's such a simple thing, but it means so much. Like if you do it, it means so much. Like we don't breathe through our days like we don't like we like you know but we don't really really breathe and it it means a lot yo it means a lot right now in our community we are experiencing secondary trauma like everybody we were already Mm -hmm. going through a pandemic covid got us all i mean kobe got us (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and then corona got us yeah and then the shadow pandemic of mental health got us yeah because that was already a pandemic but people weren't talking about it we were already experiencing the greatest mental health crisis that this country has seen nobody was talking about it because not only do we have not enough black therapists and i'm not i'm a life coach i'm a social psychologist i am not 
a clinical psychologist. I supervise them and I'm in the community, but I am constantly working and serving people who are struggling with um, seeing people like them and believe that, believing that they can sit in a chair and talk to people that don't look like them. Right, and that they yeah. can get up and get it. And and it's and it's and it's about understanding that knowing that there is this implicit bias right now going on in our community. There's an implicit bias on police forces. I'm talking to black police officers right now who are struggling because when they call out the racism in the departments, guess what? When the calls happen, they don't get the backup that they need. And that's yep, interesting. Yep police departments. That's something that I'm just learning now. That rooting out racism in police departments is something that needs to happen. Like my black boys, I have three of them. They don't want to go outside. Me too. Mine don't either. They are struggling. And I have, to, I have to push them to continue their lives. Like I have to push them to not live in fear and, and, and tell them that I you don't have to worry because your mommy is worried enough for all three y'all plus mm-hmm. some. Like it, it is. It's a lot, yo. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. And you know what else, mommy? You have to find some time to take care of yourself, mamas and papas. You know why? Because your your kids are your tribe, and your tribe feels your vibe. So just remember that the the stress that you feel, the greatest thing that you can do. For the children in your life, whether they're the children from your loins or whether they're the children that you oversee or whether you work in an in area and oversee them. The best thing you can do is to take care of yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. the moment you do that and you can breathe and get a level and, and decrease your anxiety and drop your shoulders and be present where you are, even if that means that you're struggling a bit, they're feeling that. Most you definitely. can't hide They are feeling every bit of the anxiety that you're pretending not to have. And so the best thing you can do is take care of yourself. And so that the people that are around you can feel as though you have something to take care of. I'm going to butcher this, but Maya Angelou said something like one of the most important things that we can do is have the courage to take care of ourselves so that we can generate enough courage to take care of other people. Yes, that's, ma'am. that's true. Yes, Doc, ma'am. Yes, Doc ma'am. I work with um, I work with behavioral children, and oh. uh, there's a lot of um, uh, activities that they do in order to uh, calm themselves down. I, I'm doing this. I've, I've learned that hey, these things are not even these things can work every day for everyday people. There's just one thing that we do that I do for my, myself is when I'm feeling overwhelmed somewhere, yeah. I take my hand, run my finger, take a deep breath, go up, go oh, down, nice. let, let go, go back up, take another deep breath, come yes. back down, let go, back up all the way till I get to all to my whole hand. And by the time I'm finished that, I have, you know what I'm saying, calm myself down. I use I, the tools that I, I'm showing the, the kids to use, I use them for myself. And you know, and, and you you're absolutely right to take a deep breath. And 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 Keisha knows there was a time that I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off, not breathing, not doing anything, just always on the go. Even she told me, Tico, you know, sit your ass down, take a damn deep breath, don't do nothing today. You can do whatever you have to do the next day. 
So I am I am totally with you on that on on, on firm belief of, of just sitting down. And if anything, this COVID has done has made people sit their asses down. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And you That's have to right. take a deep breath and figure out who the hell you are. You yeah. know what I'm saying during these times. So That's yeah, right. I'm totally with you on that one. Right and and you know what, Tico? The reason why this hand that this works is because anything that you can do to get anything that you can do to get inside of your body slows you down. So if you think about your hand, think about rubbing your, actually touching a, a, an, an area of your body. I tell my boys, touch your heart and feel it. Feel that heartbeat. Because what it does is it slows you down. Mm-hmm. And anything that you can do to refocus getting back into that body actually slows you down inside. And that is important, especially, it's, it's important for Black women, but it's also very important for Black men. And here's why. You guys don't like this stuff. Right. And because of that, we lose you. Absolutely. I just got chills. Jesus, I just got chills. When they talk about health disparities, this is health disparities. This health disparities piece is, I, my son says, when he's sitting in the car with the, with, with his white friends, he says, there's a cop about four cars ahead, about 30, 30 meters to the left. Yeah. Um, sitting on the side of the road. And they say, how do you see that? And he says, because, because I can sense what you can't sense because I have yes. to. Yep. That's where health disparities goes. You know what they say? They say you are beautiful people and black don't crack. It's not cracking on the outside, but it's cracking up on the inside. Most yep. definitely. Yep, 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 yep. Inside because we, when we don't breathe, we hold that stuff inside. And guess so, what? That is dis-ease. Doc, sis. Let's go back a little bit. How, and I'm about to cry, but how does this whole thing that's going on right now affect us? Like, how does it affect us? How does it affect, like, your, 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 any child over 15 is pretty, like, they're, they're in the house. You're able to not, like, they can't go nowhere. Mm -hmm. But, how does all that's going on right now affect us? Like, just explain how. I would say that it is affecting children much younger than 15. It is affecting children that can put together a sentence. They are mm-hmm. feeling it because their parents are feeling it. Mm-hmm. It is secondary trauma. Yeah. It is traumatizing. Yeah. yeah. It, is causing, it, is, it, is, it is causing them to be afraid. Even those kids that are not speaking their fear, it is causing them to be afraid. And if we don't find a way to engage them and have some real honest conversation and allow them to be afraid, allow them to feel the fear, Mm -hmm. allow them to share what they have on their hearts, allow them to cry, allow them to be sad, allow them to emote however that feels for them. And then to, to the best of your ability, just share with them. You can share with them your fears. You don't have to pretend. You can cry with them. You can be mother. You can be father. You can absolutely share with them. And I say sometimes to folks, you can. The, the um, there is a there is a child therapist that deals with kids with anxiety, and one of the things she says is you keep allowing kids to talk about their anxiety. 
keep listening to it, encourage it, let it come out. They'll express it in different ways. My oldest son is dealing with it through exercise. He's already a football player. So every day he's exercising. If it's raining, he's out in the rain. He's running. He's getting that energy out. Right after this thing happened, I went to the store and I bought a basket of apples, a bunch of strawberries, because I want them to also focus on their physical vessel. All of the things that your mama told you growing up, exercise, eat right, all of those things, because our bodies are temple. And so as you think about how they are processing this trauma, and it is trauma, if they, if we don't find a way to collectively deal with this and engage with this rage, it will be PTSD on the other side. How do we do that? How do we do that when our generation was the last of the sit down and shut up generation? Yeah. You know, we, when, 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 when you asked why, it was because I, I said so. It wasn't, right. you, you know, you didn't get those things. And, you know, me being a father, me being a single father for a while, I had to, I had to dig into my feminine, my feminine side. I had to fit into my, my, my nurturing side. I had to go into my nurturing, which was new to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I was always that, you know, I was raised by women. And yeah. so they raised me the best way they knew how. Yes. Oh, you scraped your knee? Stop all that crime. Put some dirt mm-hmm. on it. Get up. Keep moving. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Most mm-hmm. men have that mentality of I have to be strong. If I if I if, if I if, if if I let this woman, if I let anybody know that I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling some type of way, I am less than a man. I am mm-hmm. not truly a full. You, you you know what I'm saying? And so how do, how do we as 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 a people now the you know cut all that stuff that we have had pushed to on us mm-hmm. and to come to our children and to help them and, to, and help them to be great human beings in society. How, 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 how do, how do we debunk that old way of thinking that we think, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what? We do it just the way you just outlined. You just outlined perfectly how we do it. And number one is being aware of it. When you are aware of something, then you can appropriately address it. And you can have those conversations and you can understand that being vulnerable is about being strong. I had to think about that. I am the highest ranked black person on my campus. When I have my meetings and I have a meeting of about 30 people two to three times a week, you know what I have to say? What I've been saying since Monday and really for since I've been there and anytime something happens, I come out. And this week I said this week I am not okay. I am not okay and I am struggling. And so part of being able to address what you're talking about is finding that space and being that leader in your household, on your job that you want to see. And sometimes that means standing alone. And after that, I thought, you know what? I had to even turn my camera off for a bit because I I was weeping. I wept because it was so raw for me. And afterwards, my colleagues were reaching out and they were talking about my bravery and how they wanted to stand in solidarity with me. And honestly, it wasn't about them. I appreciate it. But what you're talking about is showing up in a way that our children, we didn't see our parents do that. My father was a Jamaican ownery dude (laughs) in every sense of a dude word. Like I can flip between New York, North Carolina and Patois 
depending on what the situation warrants, because I grew up in a household where you had to learn how to code switch, right? right. And in, a, in, in different places. But your awareness of it, Tico, makes you a stronger person, makes you a better father. And your model, as people watch you talk about that, they're going to model that. They're going to say, they, our kids won't know it if we don't share it, if we don't talk right. about it. Right. That's right. how we do it. Right. That's how we do it. And I love it when a man says, I'm in touch with my feminine side, because that's what, actually, ladies love that. They love it when a man can say, you know what, right now, I'm in touch with my feminine side. Yeah. I got to feel, I need to feel this fully. I need to feel this fully. I need to cry with you. I need to let you know that I'm scared. I want you to know as my son, I want to protect you. And right now, I'm not sure how, but it makes me very sad. Right. It makes me very sad. My 14-year-old, I've never seen terror in his eyes the way I saw it this week. Right. And I recognized it was because it was, it was within 48 hours of the video and mm -hmm. I was not okay. So he was feeling my terror. Right. And he was looking at me like our kids look at us for cues. You know how you're on an airplane and when you get that turbulence, you look at the asteritis, you're like, are we going to go down? How? You look <laughs> at them for cues. That's how our kids look at us. Right. They look at us when there's turbulence. They look at us to say, is this ship ready? Is this ship steady? And sometimes we don't always know. Right. But it's about being vulnerable and it's about being keep holding that space for them. Because you might be the only culturally competent person that they see in that day, especially right. if you're living in an area where there are predominantly um, non-black right. people, non-black people. And I'm going to say this because I know that our time is tight. Yesterday, I had an opportunity to talk to about 15 young people on a podcast. And I said, what do y'all want? Because I don't know what else to say. I'm in pain. I'm hurting with you. What do you want? And they were very clear um, amongst those who could speak because it was very emotional for them. Our young people are in pain. Um, one of them said, I want an apology. There has been no apology. Somebody needs to say sorry, damn it. Yeah. And no one has we said that. that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first thing they said. The second thing they said is, I want to know what we're going to do to stop it. After all of this stuff is done, you know, you say whatever you want about the 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 rage and the the the, the riots as the voice of the unheard, as Dr. King said, that's their voice. They don't know what to do. Just like your mothers and grandmothers told you to always have some gasoline so you can burn some stuff down, like exactly. mine. Did. Yep. Well, as a grandma, but after all of that is done, I'm not I'm not condoning it, right? But after all, but of that, hey, that's what they what? told us to do. That's what my grandma then told what? me to do. Then what? Then what? They want to know. Then what? What laws? There was three strikes in your in your out in 1994, right? So what right. about when a cop does? What, what what do we do about them when they commit brutality? This guy had 18 previous offenses. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 18. And he knew. He knew his, his the last victim. Yeah. I got three exactly. issues. I got three issues in my job. I'm gone. I'm fired. I got three That's issues. Right. I'm gone. That's right. You talking about 18. That's right. That's right. You should have put yeah, him in I mean, the evidence I mean, department or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then the third thing was what laws, what policies, what national laws can be in place 
um, what can we do at the, even at the national, but also at the local level? I want to make sure I represent their words to root it out, to root out bias and racism in departments. Yep. Because when I asked my police friend, do you all know who the racists are in your department? You know what he said? Absolutely. He says, we know who they are. But if you dare to speak up as an officer against another officer that you know is committing an injustice, even as he carries carries out his job, when it's time for a call to come in, you won't get back up. And he said, the most terrifying thing to do as an officer is not to feel like you're going to have that up. And so, and and that is such a harrowing statement for voting. Like you have to vote so that the people that are in charge of what she just said, are changed like the people that that control the culture of our police departments and our legislature are changed like it it is it is it's like please vote please vote please vote minimally in your local elections because that's what this is like Mm -hmm. if we don't vote out sheriffs and DAs that are perpetrating thank you this culture perpetrating this culture then we're never going to get anywhere like you have to vote them out you have to vote them out you have to vote in people that are perpetrating culture of equity like equity that's all we're asking like it's not like I'm not voting in a black DA because I want all black people to win. No, I'm voting in a black DA because they have a greater, their platform tells me that they have a greater chance of making sure that equity is applied across the board. Absolutely. That is where we, that, that is where we, I can't, I guess, split, split hairs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And voting every election. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, sis. Um, Dr. Sis. But yeah, it's, it's like what you were saying about the equity. You know, I saw a picture a, a while ago, right? Um, they had uh, crates, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, they were showing how it was not equality. You had a guy that was uh, above six feet. He was standing on a he was standing on a crate, you know. He had all the crates, right? And then had like people of 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 lowering height. So when it comes down, so what it did is said this is equality. When you give everybody one crate, that's equality, right? But you got a person that's four eleven, a person that's six foot, and a person that's five two. You know what I'm saying? They're not gonna see over that fence. The dude is six foot, that's always gonna see that. When you put equity, that means we're gonna give the guy. We're going to give this guy two crates. We're going to give you one crate. And guess what? I don't need any crates because I'm already ahead. That's what black people are asking for. We're asking for that. We're saying that, hey, white people or whatever, you know what? You guys had that. You you guys had a free labor force for 400 years, right? And you did all this stuff. And okay, we can forgive you for that, right? Because they're like, why you keep breaking back? Because we didn't get that apology. 
We didn't get our reparations that would have set us like if you would have gave us reparations that set us right there with the equipment. You know what I mean? Because right now, if you gave black people uh, 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 in 10 years, if you gave us the reparations, the reparations that we were old back then without without the 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 interest and everything and inflation added on to it, you will be setting up a community of black folks. So guess what? You will see crime drop down because now everybody can afford to go to college. Everybody mm-hmm. To go get, you know, what I'm saying, if I had ten thousand dollars right now, I should be able to go get my back and toes fixed. You know, what I'm saying, I could go out here and do what mm-hmm. I need to do to be a better person in society. Because guess what? That's all young drug dealers is doing. You know, what I'm saying they're trying to get ten thousand dollars. I'm trying to get ten thousand dollars, and then you know, what I'm saying, and what you what you have to realize is these dudes are 19 years old that were able to run billion dollar businesses, yeah. a billion dollar business at 19 years old. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So the, the 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 intelligence is there. They just never had the opportunity to move past that economically. You set us correctly economically, put us right on the right playing field. Okay, we can forgive the past because if you don't need anything, we are forgiving people. One hundred percent forgiving. Oh my people. god, too, us, too, too too forgiving, too forgiving. You us back to the place that we were supposed to be at in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Like slavery would have been forgiven. Say so we've been forgiven year two. Oh, we got a 40 eggs in the mill? I hey man, we ought to say y'all made a high a, a mistake. High five, white man. Let's go. We gonna go ahead and run this country together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I, I, I use the analogy that it's like being in a monopoly game, right? The monopoly analogy where you get your white oppressors are playing a monopoly for two hours. You come in the last 15 minutes. And you get two hundred dollars, and they say, "Now, why haven't you won? What's your problem?" Right, exactly, exactly. Pull your bootstraps up. Well, bro, give us the boots. Figure it out. (laughs) Give us the boots and the straps. But see, that's the that's just give us the boots. That's (laughs) the whole thing. Again, again, that still comes down with the whole thing of us as black men, you know, having to have to say, "Hey, okay, well, you know, shit." You look at good times. We see James. He's a great ass dad. He takes care of his kids. He ain't never without a fucking job. He might lose a job that damn day. But you best believe the next damn day, James will have another job. You know what I'm saying? We, That's we, the stress he got to do. To exactly. Me. The stress that he has to deal with, man. And 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 as a black person, you know, and, and, and I can't even say that it's a black person. Anybody that's that that that's having trouble with money, anybody, white, Chinese, whatever. There's white folks out here working three or four fucking jobs, just as black folks working three or four jobs, just as Asians working three or four jobs. Everybody just wants a good quality life of living. You know what yes. I'm saying? They want their kids to be happy. They want to be able to pay their bills and, you know what I'm saying, possibly go to a concert or, or, or a movie every now and then or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But when you're not giving us that and when you're giving people less than, these kids are not working. These kids are not, you know what I'm saying? When we were growing up at the age of 13, you know, what, 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 what did we get our, our workers permit? 13, 14, 14, and 13, 14, 14, 14 and a half. 14 and a half. We get our workers permit. Yeah. We, we had a job. We mm. had a job. These kids now, man, they, they, there's no jobs out here for these kids to do, to do shit. Mm. There's no programs for them to come out here. Summertimes, we had football, basketball, baseball, whatever. You know what I'm saying? They don't have that. And then when you sit here and I got three boys and I have two, I have two boys that are not working and I have mm-hmm. one that's working. I have one that's in school and uh, the whole shebang is this right here. I said, you know what? You all have learned in a year what I have learned in the last 20 years. 
Mm-hmm. You sat here, you graduated from school, you got you a job, you making money, you lose your fucking job. Yep. Not because you got fired, because of the whole corona shit popped off. You lost your job. Now, now, as a father, I got to show you how to go get unemployment. I gotta show you, I gotta show you all these things. You know what I'm saying? So they mm-hmm. now my oldest son, he's feeling some type of way because he's feeling as I as I did when I was younger, that I'm supposed to be in some certain type of way. My son is like, well, dang, I ain't got no job. I'm 20 some years old. I'm supposed to have this. I'm supposed to have that. And I'm like, yo, calm down. You know what I'm saying? Calm down. We Give all go time. through that. Yeah, you had, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Calm down, dude. Mm-hmm. And and as far as black men, you know, I can't sit here and tell him the same shit that my mom told me or, or what other elder folks tell you to do. You know what, man? It's going to be all right. Just, you know what I'm saying? Suck it up. Keep moving. You know what I'm saying? You know, not the same. It's, it's, not, it's, the not, same. it's not the same. It's not the same because he's feeling some type of emotional type of way of self of, of you know what I'm saying? Of, of not being worthy, of not feeling worthy of not getting what he deserves. And as a, as a man, shit. I'm fucking almost 50 and I sometimes feel that fucking way. Like, damn, dude, I should be, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I should have a house, a boat, a car, you know what I'm saying? I should be able to take my kids on, you know what I'm saying? I, you see cats with fucking, what's your, the little bagels? I should be able to take my kids to, to I, that's the shit that I see when I, when I, when I say, damn, when I get 50, that's the way my, my shit's supposed to be. And now that I'm there and I'm not there, you get like, oh, fuck. Absolutely. You know? And as, black, and as black men and as black men we have to realize that hey man we not perfect and that hey we don't know every fucking thing i don't know how to i know a little bit about cars but i can't fucking put no fucking transmission in for your ass yeah. i can help you change the oil but as a you know but in that same token a woman sometimes think that that's what a man that we automatically supposed to have all this knowledge like they're like your father had like their father had their father might have been a handy dude working on the house and this that and the other and so you take those premises and put it towards the dude that you with oh well, you're supposed to be you know what i'm saying you're supposed to know how to fucking put up curtains and and you know what i'm saying have a band song in your fucking garage and shit like that you know what i'm saying that's bullshit man that's bullshit that is bullshit and and when it comes to relationships it fucks us all up and 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 these young kids are seeing all of this stuff and again asking the question that you asked then what what Mm -hmm. what we can't sit here and say shut up and be quiet and sit down we can't do that we don't have that luxury to do that we don't have it yeah crazy i'm off my soapbox yeah with you before I forget that there is a oh. crisis text line for those who need therapy or want therapy and that is if you text home the the, the letters h o m e to 741741 that is a crisis text line so if any of you or your or or your listeners um your family your children have a crisis, have a breakdown, have a meltdown and they need someone to talk to the crisis text line is a free resource Lord, I wish I knew this because I've had a couple over the past. You said that was home, text home to seven four one seven four one. Yes, correct. Yep. Okay. Yes. Most definitely. Most definitely. definitely. And please, black men and women, take care of yourselves. Please take care of yourselves. Eat and exercise. Move because we are dying. We are dying early. 
We yeah. are. So, Doctor Sis, what can we do to make sure we take care of ourselves through this whole thing? Well, I, I think that you know it is about getting centered. It's about breathing. It sounds really simple. Um, have those conversations. Engage. If you are part of a spiritual community, connect with that spiritual community. Connect with each other. Um, if you are someone who prays, and that's not deep, that's just talking to God or whomever. Do that. Take time to pray. If you are someone who meditates or you're out of practice and you want to reconnect with that, this is a good time to do that. That's not take a couple minutes. You don't have to spend 15 to 20 minutes. You don't have to become some type of yogi. Just take a few minutes to get centered. Listen to what your thoughts are trying to tell you. Don't fight with yourself if you can't get a clear mind or an empty mind because that's not what it's about. Sometimes those messages come to share things with you. It's about getting still in your body and feeling it. And sometimes yeah. what I'll do is I'll just scan myself. I'll do, I'll do a mental scan. I'll get really still, do that deep breath, and I'll scan from the top. I'll go down my arms. I'll go down my midsection. I'll scan my thighs and my legs, and I'll just get to my feet, and then I'll breathe and just see what my body is telling me for that day. And so it's really about getting connected with your body so that you can be centered enough to take care of someone else because everybody won't do this. Everybody can't do this. Um, everybody does not have the platform that you all have. And so it's about really how do you encourage yourself enough to eat right, to live right, to, to pray, to get centered so that you can take care of yourself. Do not have a constant diet of media. It's not good for you. Uh, check check yeah. it in the morning, check it at noon, check it at night. But if you have a constant diet of the media, you will be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You are absolutely You will be hurting. You will constantly hurt. Then who's going to be, who is going to stand strong and take care of those who are not getting that message to back yeah. away? It's yeah. going to be, it's going to be all of you. So that's how we take care of ourselves. It's mixing up the flavor of the things that I've shared to take care of you. Everybody is not going to exercise, but can you walk? That's yeah. a form of can you commit to just walking so that we can have you here a few years longer than you mm -hmm. otherwise would be? And can your kids watch you just do something that's healthier right. so that you can be here? Get mm -hmm. your temple clean, get your temple clear so that you can have some clear and meaningful, engaging conversation with the people, the, 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 the corner of the earth that you have been given to control. Those beautiful people come through us, but they don't belong to us. Glory greens, glory greens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I know, I love it. My wife complained about me playing Xbox. I'm gonna use that same words. I'm like, I'm out here. This is me exercising my brain, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what? Instead, I got to keep off the meat. You got doctor's orders. You got doctor's orders, Bishop. You got doctor's orders. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Lady, uh -huh. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Cecilina Ledbetter. Yeah. Dr. Sis, thank yes. you. Thank you for blessing you. us today. Yes, come back. Yo, definitely come back. Definitely come back. Oh, Glad to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. You thank too. You. Thank you. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, wow. This is, I mean, this has really been an emotional show. Uh, so, man. Yeah. Uh, but you know but we needed it uh, i know y'all needed it okay 
Uh, so we're happy to be here to provide that for you, provide that valve, a proper valve, uh, so that we can talk over uh, these issues, you know? Uh, yeah, we're trying to be, yes, we are trying to be your favorite podcast, but we're also trying to be- We are your favorite podcast. We are. Damn right we are. Damn right we are. Damn right. Damn right we are. Damn right we are your favorite podcast. We're trying to be that place for the uh, for the conversation unapologetically. Okay. Uh, yo, Bishop, what you got going on this week, bro? Man, more intelligently ratchet, man. We just, if y'all didn't know, we just uh, last night, me and um, my man, just one of the, the dudes uh, from intelligently ratchet. Uh, we had the battle last night. Um, y'all could probably, it's still probably up the battle between the materials and Deshaun and soul it was an R&B band battle. They were in their own social distancing places and they played live music. R&B band battle? R&B band battle. Deshaun and Soul. Interesting. And, interesting. And, and, and materials. Uh, full bands. I'm talking about like it had keyboard play. It looked like what Teddy Riley was trying to do on Versus. It was awesome. <laughs> it rocked. It rocked. We did it on. We did it right here on uh, StreamYard too. When um, they told your Bishop, when they told me that, that that you were doing that, they were like, "Yeah, so Bishop got like bands playing." I said, "What?" I was thinking, I I was thinking like they had like you had fucking damn marching band. I thought you had a marching. Band. I thought you had such a much. And look, look, they jumped on me so bad. They were like, "Hell no, man!" You talking about? I'm like. Y'all act like that is that like 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 that shit could not happen. You got Play Dog and you got Central right here. He could have had both of the bands there. I didn't know what he was doing. I was like, yo, that is crazy, man. Dang, I hate I missed that, man. I hate I missed it. I heard, uh, yo, I'm gonna have to check it back out, man. And check yeah, it man, it, it it was a, it was a dope situation. But yeah, we're gonna be on the Telegy Ratchet. If y'all straight the tapers want to come on over the Telegy Ratchet, be a ratcheteer. You'll be a straight the taper and a ratcheteer at the same damn time. This, you know, what I mean, you can do both. We're on Wednesdays. This is on Sundays. Listen, it's a, it's 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 within the news stream because we're gonna pick up some stuff that they don't get, and then you can see my. You know what I mean? Sometimes I switch my views between days, just depending. You never know. So that's it. Oh, that, so that was an invite. That's an invite. I'm inviting all y'all. Come check out Intelligently Ratchet. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? We were the first guys that did this on Facebook. That went Facebook Live with a with a podcast. You know what I'm saying? You know how I know? Because Facebook called us and told us. They was like, this is the way that y'all should do uh, uh, Facebook Live. So this is, we were the first guys that did it. So y'all come on over. Come on over. We fathered all this hip hop shit. <laughs> Lord, yo, Rob, Rob, give some love to the comment section. Yeah, man, y'all, y'all were wilding out in the comments, man. But absolutely I mean, you know spectacular, and, and it and it was good though. So I mean, again, the the usual gang of uh, of gangsters, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the homie Tim Moore, we had uh, Raphael in there. Uh, th- got to thank Ricky Kelly for coming on. You know what I'm Most saying? And, and the homie yeah, Big definitely, L, Daisha in the building. You know what I mean? She's uh she's part of the team. Latricia always coming through. Lynn, Fifi, you know, you know Fifi. Well, you know she's staff now, so you know. Staff, staff, staff. We ain't gotta shout her out. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But shout out anyway to Fee, of course. Uh, Jazz, man, thanks for coming through, homie. Oh yeah, Jazz, yeah, big oh, Jazz, man. You, Jazz, uh, man. Seth was in the building. You know yep. what I'm saying? Doc Rob came through. Terry, yep. I hope I didn't say your name wrong, love, but forgive me if I did. Um. Alice, uh, first time I'm seeing your name, but but welcome. Um, hey, Alice. Uh, let's see who else. Who else? Dre. Came, so yeah, Dre. Of course, somebody came through yeah. and said they were out once we uh, <laughs> once 
Ricky started talking about Antifa. This is one of the same people that was out the last time, but they came back. Yeah. Hey, yeah, so Antifa, they'll be back next week. Welcome back, Carter. Go, go back. figure. Welcome you back. know what I'm saying? Antifa. Uh, Antifa. Yeah, Howard. Man, fuck Antifa. Uh, Howard. Uh, DP on the check-in. What's up, man? DP. Unlimited.com. Bartendingunlimited.com. Just go check the website out, man. Yo, man. DP been cooking out lately, man. DP been on that grill lately, man. I've been watching. I've been seeing them pics, bro. Yo, I'm pulling up with my grill gangster grills we coming in it's a challenge it's a battle going on you let me know whether you want wings legs or thighs brother it's on and popping oh wait a minute well you i would like wings and thighs wait wait a minute battle did you say something about a battle yeah i thought i thought i heard battle i thought i heard battle battle son take care of ourselves like y'all not gonna sit here be grilling all this food up and then you know what i'm saying you're gonna put me i'm about to be a vegetarian i I just want to ask tico Tico, who's the master? Wow, wow. Yes. Wow. Well, evidently, yeah. evidently, I'm doing the right thing. I so, feel you. And I feel you with the 30th anniversary right joint. Thing. That's what's exactly. up. Exactly. You know, got that going at show enough. <laughs> Again, yeah, gone yeah. show now. Hey, yeah. that, oh, Baron yeah. Stevens in the building. What's up, dude? What's going on? Oh, man? what's hello, up, Baron? Yeah, hello, Baron hello, Stevens, hello, hello. man. But yeah, um, listen, man, to the comment gang, man. Thank y'all again. Um, if Shit, you, Jamal, thank you for calling for Jamal too, man. Thank you. Yeah, Jamal, yeah, you. Jamal, Jamal. Did yeah. I say I, Jamal's part of the, the yeah. gang again? Come again, come again, come again. So listen, man, listen. Check. Oh, Latricia said I won this week. Did I win this week? You won this week. Yep. With the show yeah, up. Rob, you won this week. You won two weeks in a row, yeah. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Yes. Hey, listen, this t-shirt row, battle yeah. thing is costly. Anyway. <laughs> costly, <laughs> costly. Man, yo, Rob, I'm gonna cut you off, dog. But haven't you noticed buying these t-shirts that the shipping has gone tremendously sky fucking high? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, I had like seven shirts on motherfucking lockdown. Like I'm about to fucking chick. I'm about to, I'm about to change the fucking game. And then the motherfucker, I looked at the damn the shipping. shipping. It was like, yeah, the shipping was like, we like take your third child and shit. I was like, fuck. Hey, listen, you know, you know, what I'm saying is right here. You only like your third child anyway. Get that T-shirt. And you know I'm a big dude anyway. So once once I what, go up a couple sizes, they add a couple more dollars and shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyway, since since I'm playing you in a, in a straight to tape uh movie in a t-shirt battle, what I will do, I will be your pinch hitter t-shirter. So that way, if you if it's too high, you can send it to me. That way you ain't gotta spend that extra money. I get a t-shirt, we beat Tico together, it's all a win. Mm. Y'all, ladies and gentlemen, do y'all that's hear genius. that? That's that's interesting. I'm going to send that to the R and D department. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, again, man, thanks to uh, Ricky, to Doc Sis, to my man Big L, um, the comment gang, man. um, Listen, if if you're watching and you want to know how to get straight to tape, like the notifications, man, go like like the page on Straight to Tape, man, on Facebook, man, and just sign up for the notifications so you know we're going live, live, live. And wow. um, hey, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram. We out here, man. We out here in these streets, man, on social media. So follow us. We're on Twitter. 
I mean, you just follow us, man, and sign We're up. Everywhere. Um, sign everywhere. Podcast, sign up on Google Play and get your, your fix of unapologetic conversation, man. Perry. Hey, look, anyway. if you even if you look, even if you don't even want to look at us and just want to hear us, go check out our go check us out on all of our podcasting platforms. Okay. Link tree in the description. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, another great episode of Straight to Tape. Uh, for the comedian Tico DeGaio. Yo, y'all take it easy. Monkeys done stole damn COVID 19 samples. So there's another wave about to pop through. I Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. And <laughs> they apes is real, son. Actually, <laughs> yeah. uh, the quintessential hip hop mom, Kishi with a Y. I am just breathing like Dr. Sis told me to. All right. Let's all breathe. All breathe, man. Real. And social media stat assassin, Big Rob Stunt. Hey, yo, I'm about to uh, go over here and do a smooth uh, body scan real quick and uh, listen <laughs> to what my body is saying. Well, I, I can tell you right off rip. Part of it is saying I'm hungry, so I'm going to cook something. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I am going to do a body scan. Just to you know, just to take the doctor's advice. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, it's your man C. Perry Leasy the second. Guys, as always, let's get active, especially now. Be good. If you want oranges, look for Perry on the damn highway. Shut up, Tico. We out. <laughs> <laughs> we out. <laughs> <laughs>